welcome to Mindwave. This is Jenner. And I'm Josh. And this week we are covering the second round of the Democratic primary debates, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, it is Tuesday evening now, and we just finished watching the first night, which was interesting. It was good. It was um, good. Um, we I, will cover that. Yeah. Um a little bit here in a minute. I want to get through some quick um Oh god. I'm trying to avoid the term housekeeping. We need to find something else for that. Yeah. Um, uh yeah. Just some uh updates for you guys, I guess, on things that are going on. Yes. Um, uh I I heard that uh my new neighbor next door is all moved in. Yes, he is. Yes, with his partner. Yeah, we're both here right Wonderful. next door. Um, just about got everything set up, ready to go. So uh, you guys will be seeing a lot more of me, hearing a lot more of me in the next few weeks now that I am literally a stone throws away from our little studio setup right next door. Like so. like a like a like a Cheetos throw away. <laughs> Like something small and light, you're you're literally a pebble flick away. Yeah, sure. it's you're a, you're a, yeah you're you're. A, it's you're nice. A, it's really nice. I'm right there. Already right, already we, loving the area. We're yeah. We share a wall. Our new place. Now. It's great. Yeah. No. One. It's wall made out of brick, us. so you know no noises or anything. Yeah. Oh uh, god damn it, Leia! She had to go, see. She had to go and mess it up. We were doing so good. We were doing so good. Uh, I say, I say, screw it. Leave it in. Leave it in. It Fuck adds it. character. Sure, why not? <laughs> uh, so a couple things to cover. We are expanding our concept of the outreach machine a lot. That is going to be a multi-part series. I'm thinking at least six. Yeah, I think six <laughs> is a good number to set it's, that out. I wanted uh, to do kind of a bigger project that extends across a couple of weeks. So, and I'm, it, I think Outrage Machine is the one to do it on. So, yeah, for sure. I'm really excited um, to be starting up that. So, we have some very cool guests already lined up to come on and do a full episode. And then yes. we also have a couple in the back pocket, which I haven't. Uh, reached out to yet but I think would be amazing contributions to this uh, little project yes. so that's the that's big picture that's what we're working on um, we are doing because it's so uh, prescient <laughs> it's happening now we're doing debate coverage uh, but this is the first time that Josh and I have gotten to sit down on mic together since the move since yeah. the Green Revolution thing, because the whole time I was producing the Green Revolution series, he was like mid move, not available at all. So yeah, it's been pretty hectic, but um, and I'm 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 still playing catch up a little bit, going through and listening mm -hmm. to everything, and um, sitting down and just kind of combing through what all was done, and uh, like honestly, props to you for taking the reins for that bit of time there because yeah it oh, was something man. i really wanted to do i want i knew before i started the show that like biotech particularly in agriculture had to be kind of central right uh, the nuclear power thing which randomly popped up in our after our first after show which should be available shortly um paul's working on that 
tonight. Yes. So that'll be out. But I was listening back to that and like that conversation that we had, we talked about white cell. We talked about nuclear power. We talked about all these different things that ended up becoming, they like went in the show kind of inadvertently. So we yeah. came, we came to the same, same conclusion. And we talked about, uh, ag bio tech a little bit. So we're going to continue the green revolution series. Uh, we're going to mix in, we're going to kind of bounce back and forth between these big projects. Okay. So we have right now we're doing debate coverage, uh, two nights and then we're going to go back. I still need to get both you and Michael, um, on a sit down for the biotech breakdown where we do a whole episode of us talking about the green revolution series, um, insights, uh, and things learned, interesting whatnots and right. that gives us an opportunity also to reach out to the audience and say hey what did you think of this biotech breakdown series and send us a voicemail and we'll include that at the end of the show because that's I did, uh, our game now i did listen to the interview that you did with uh mr kevin Folta. that was a uh that was a really good one. And then um, I'm still getting caught up. We had another one that you had recorded with um, Dr. Prakash. Yeah, you have to listen to that, that one. one. I'm still catching up on. And then any of the aftermath from that smaller uh, tidbits that you had put in. Uh, that um, was the last episode. So that was episode 10. So I don't have too much to catch up on. But no, once I am, we are going to sit uh, down and get yeah. the, uh, our, our kind of breakdown because I wasn't really uh, able to be involved just given the time constraints and everything with moving. Um but I wanted to have an opportunity to kind of come back and yes. throw some input on it, you know, give my little for sure two cents here so and there on things. That's coming up. Biotech breakdown with Josh and Michael to discuss uh, the Green Revolution series that just wrapped, or parts of it that just wrapped. I mean, it's something because that it's, we'll probably continue down the line, yeah. but uh, it's ongoing. The the first the part of it we've gotten anyway. yeah. out so far, but um, the subject yeah, is really going to be ongoing. I don't know if I'm going to frame it as a green revolution thing, because I really want to get more specific. I want to get deeper into specific aspects of it. So, the episode titles or series titles, mini series titles, whatever, will probably be. Uh, different, but yeah, we are definitely going to continue that down the line, and I can't wait to hear from you specifically, Joshua, the person that I'm looking at, and Hello. Uh, his partner Michael, but also you, the listener. I want to hear from you what you thought of uh, that experiment in podcasting and uh, talking to very important, very cool people who are global superstars for agriculture. Uh, so yes, that is, that is coming. And then the whole outrage machine thing, that's a big, 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 big project. We are, uh, uh we're still in need of voicemails for that one as well. So anybody that has input yes. on, um, things pertaining to the outrage machine, whether that be here in America or global, wherever, um, just, uh, thoughts and thoughts and tidbits about what you guys think of that so that we can include them in the show. Cause, uh, kind of sticks with our whole, um, getting the audience involved. Yeah. And that's something I, that we really that's integral to the, to the design. Um, we really want as much listener participation as possible. We want to make you feel like you're part of this thing that you're 
taking the time out of your day to listen to. So uh, we'll move on from there. We should get into our thoughts on tonight's uh, debate. We are openly biased, both Josh and I. Yes. We are waiting for tomorrow night when Andrew Yang is going to have the mic for the first time. Really, he's going to get his first chance to actually make the case. And if tonight was any indication, CNN's being really fair about distribution of time and going, "Uh, no, bitch, you need to shut up. Your time is up. They don't... they had very little tolerance. I feel like the candidates as well MSNBC. also really adhered to. I mean, there wasn't as many uh, portions of most it. Most of them. Most yeah. of them. Yeah. Most there of them were like, no, 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 no. And then the moderators are like, Senator, <laughs> Senator, next question. And I appreciated that. It was kind of like a. Yeah, they. Like I a, think they kept the reins like a tight. Congressional on it. hearing or something almost like they kept it very. And the oh, the questions were so pointed. Yeah, they were yeah, so they were. point. They were like artfully crafted to like. And I love you that said they this. Had asked he people, said that. Um, directly <laughs> questions like it wasn't just a overall thing. I mean, I kind of did like what MSNBC did up for the last ones where they had the um, they had the questions that they gave to everybody and gave everybody a short amount of time to answer the same question and just went down the line. I thought that was kind of cool, but. The hand raising um, thing was fucking stupid. No, it was stupid. I was like, "Is this grade school? Oh, like, is Jesus this a, is this a democratic debate, or are we in kindergarten? Like, what the like, hell is going on? Like, who wants peanut ahead, butter and jelly talking... for lunch? Like, <laughs> go Jesus ahead and pass Christ. the talking stick, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, that was that was a little tragic. You have to wait your turn unless you but, have the uh, talking stick in your hand. Like, I'm I was just flabbergasted. I was uh, like, really, guys, yeah, no, come on. Uh, I'm I have much higher confidence in CNN to pull this off uh that was a great a great debate and my opinion of uh, a few of the candidates actually got better yeah i was definitely shifted i mean in, in my uh, personal opinion i mean uh, what, what do you think the the top three were that stood out to you oh, that maybe wouldn't have before okay i have always liked mayor pete okay but my main concern with him is that he's not He's very, um, rhetoric is the wrong word. He's very, like, story-driven and not enough, like, on paper, data math guy, like, actual policy. That's been my main concern with him. Other than that, I really like him. He's, you know, he's got the military background. He's gay and cute. I mean, that's a whole separate thing. But I think I think his Christian values bring a really unique perspective. No, and I like this. that because he, when he, um, shut he quoted tr- at yeah, one point. He quoted, he quoted the, the Bible against that's Republicans. That's the way to do and it. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, like this guy's going for the throat right now. That's the way to so do it. so beautiful because he's openly gay, openly gay man. And First he's ever. a Christian, but he's doing something that we haven't really seen. Like, I mean, in my opinion, Jimmy Carter was like one of the last good Republican presidents that we had. And he held biblical values to a standard. And it was like, it was one of those things where he held it to a standard, but didn't do it in a way that oppressed people in a way that it's kind of been twisted to as of late. You know what I mean? Like where they're using the Bible as an excuse to discriminate against, against gay people or, to they're not they're not even they're like they're cherry picking in a way that like 
they're exactly. committing the they're committing a hundred sins to point out one and another. It's like Matthew seven one had this fucking down, and I don't understand why Christians don't fucking get this. Do not judge lest you be judged. It's not your job to judge fucking anybody, Christian, whoever you are on the planet. That's not your fucking job. That's God's job. That's written right there in the goddamn Bible. It says, how dare you judge the speck in your brother's eye while ignoring the plank in your own. It's like, sit the fuck down. This is not... This is not Christianity. These are not Christian values. And that's the main thing that made me leave the fucking church because this um, shit's bullshit. People like say, I'll I'll use uh, Michael's mother for an example. You know, she, she's a, she's a Christian woman, but she doesn't, you know, utilize her faith in a way to tear others down. And she's very, you know, accepting towards, you know, our partnership and, it's one of those things like my mother has told me like, you know, as much as she doesn't agree with it, she will always love and support me. And that is the kind of mindset that I want to see more Christians take on is that you don't have to like somebody for their choices. You don't have to like somebody for the decisions they make in life or what they believe in. You just have to love each other as fellow humans. Exactly. And you that, have to. That's what Christian values are. The and problem is that that's they what they're don't... straying away from, unfortunately, in a yeah. lot of, you know, modern times now with these these christian conservatives it's gotten so bastardized we are gonna this is an outrage machine fucking full episode oh, for sure because these people abandon the core fucking tenants the core, core tenants. tenants yeah the, love thy neighbor means love thy fucking neighbor it doesn't mean love thy neighbor if they're white and straight and go to your church like Jesus Christ, literally Jesus Christ. Listen to what the guy fucking said. We'll we'll move on from Buttigieg. Yeah, all right. He so was a standout. Back to, back to top three. So Buttigieg. Um, he was a standout. Who else I, did you list? Um, it was just him. So far, yes. Okay, I I so. have two other ones. Okay, that were standouts for me. And then I want you to go through your notes. Um, okay. Because he made notes, I didn't. I was yeah. Just I was absorbing. I was putting down little things throughout the debate. Yeah. I kind of stopped about halfway through because I was just so enthralled with the conversation and. He was um, being a pundit and, uh, you know, journalistic reporter taking, you know, quotes. And I, I was just like, I'm I'm just a sponge. I wanted to make <laughs> a point of that because I have terrible memory and I mm. wanted to be. I also have pulled up the uh, the transcript of what was said from start to finish uh, from the Washington Post. I'm on their website right nice. now with that. So um, if I can flip through and find specific quotes, it was quite a long debate, but uh, uh, yeah. certain things stood out to me that I wanted to uh, toss in here. So who were your next two standout oh, choices? Uh, Klobuchar stood out for me. I agree. She seemed genuine. Everybody else on the stage kind of, they felt very scripted and very like, I prepared for this. And like, listen, like, I get it. Of course you have to prepare. This is the biggest thing in your fucking life. Of course you have to prepare for something like this. But when you deliver these, got really a lot more sincere. I mean, overall, I mean, the first, the first debates, I felt like a lot of it was like, they were just, they had all these perfect lines that they wanted to say, and they just threw them in when it was convenient. They're like, Hey, remember me for saying this perfect line. And it was like, they're like, when they didn't get, when they didn't get the big audience response, the first time they dropped it, then they drop it like five more times throughout the thing to be like, yeah, you remember this cool thing? I said, it was like, it's spam canned and people can tell. God, I think Cory Booker did that a lot. The first debate, uh, 
But uh, um, I thought it was uh, Beto was good too. I <laughs> he didn't yeah. speak Spanish. There was a lot. There wasn't a lot of Spanish. I don't uh, think there was any Spanish this uh, time around. I don't know if they like set a rule and didn't I tell anybody, know. or if they just kind of moved past it. <laughs> I will I admit, feel like that was a strategic move on their part because they knew that the Republicans were going to just got, poke fun. And he read. He got about ripped it. apart. Both him and Cory oh, yeah, Booker got ripped did. apart for speaking Spanish at the first night. And it, hey, guys, I know I seem like I'm connected and in the know and whatnot. I did not watch the first night of the last one the, the first debate I'm like I am in this for Andrew Yang I honestly don't give a fuck about anything else anybody's saying but now I have a show and we decided to do uh, debate coverage so now I have to provide an opinion right, uh, right no I understand why a lot of conservatives like Klobuchar um how I really you, get how it how do you think she pulled herself together overall is like uh, compared to the last time that we saw her and a lot of the I the media fire that's last. been around her I yeah, just, I, I don't, don't know. Like, don't she kind of, from my perspective, what I had noticed is she was using a lot of uh, divisive topics and tactics, you know, previously. And I think she, like, I agree with you. She she seemed really sincere. And that was something that I didn't really see much with with her uh, beforehand. Yeah. She strikes um, me as, like, a classic conservative. Okay, she kind of does. She's a Democrat, but she's a conservative Democrat. And I, I think, like, seeing how well she polls, because... Most of the people who have been Republicans or have voted Republican, they're looking for, I mean, they have one option, Donald Trump. So they're paying attention to blue candidates for the first time fucking ever. And any fucking time it comes up, it's either the other candidates that come up are her and Tulsi Gabbard. I haven't given Tulsi much air airtime bandwidth really well in in my brain really well Um, people like tulsi i like tulsi i think she's great uh, there's two dozen fucking people i can't i don't have the time in the day so those are those are the ones that i'll get we'll get more in depth once the field is down to like 10 5 6 people you know when it starts thinning out people start dropping out over time because i mean we still have over a year before the uh the election takes place november 6th Uh, something whatever (laughs) november whatever we're smart, um, I promise. Well, yeah, right. Um, uh, <laughs> so Klobuchar start out. Um, who was who was your third pick? Oh Jesus, this is bad. Because I don't like it. Is it Marianne? Marianne Williamson. God She's, damn it! I knew I was like she was. I, f- she was and a I fierce will agree bitch. With you on that. She, she she was a fierce bitch, and I don't because she's this like crunchy yoga hippie granola. Chakras, you know, she's one of those, but you know what? She has her heart's in the right fucking place, and she had a couple really great moments tonight, I think. Yeah. Uh, it, I don't think, honestly, I don't think anybody on that stage tonight is going to win the primary. Not one of them. Yeah, no, Uh, I feel like the big Warren is like the one, maybe. Yeah, I mean, Bernie, I mean, Bernie, I, I was know. just noticing he got a, like, his applause was so much louder than any of the other candidates when he. No, Marianne got a she crazy got a couple, one. She on, got a couple of uh, them. Yeah, no. The like, biggest she one, really, I think, when she was talking about race, which is, it's fine. Just overall, just overall, um, I felt like Bernie had a lot more positive feedback directly from the audience. Um, but Marianne had made some really good points. Uh, and really, like, drew the attention to herself mm-hmm. in those moments, which I thought was really cool because she just kind of... The last time I'd seen her on the previous debates, she really kind of... 
I don't know. She didn't, she didn't give me a good impression of her. And I'm, I mean, I'm naturally kind of biased of like, you know, she's, she seems like one of these like essential oil crunchy yeah like she chocolate sells chocolate uh, people and i'm just i i, mm. I was trying to think of a we're name very data driven individuals yeah. and i just she doesn't seem to fit the bill for that but she did make a lot of really good points and i she, like I don't hearing think, her speak yeah i don't think she's stupid i think she's misinformed no, you know, she's she, a very. She, she got proved her, tonight she's very you know, intelligent, yeah. and she does have a pretty good grasp of the issues oh, yeah. that we're facing. She's just and I was totally like, misinformed on, a, on yeah. a lot of a lot a lot of the scientific consensus shit. And if we get her up to speed on that, I would be like, I am Andrew Yang. She I'm totally cool with you so picking her as like VP she if she uh, has to get a stack of science textbooks. My fingers are crossed for Tulsi to be Andrew's VP. That's my ideal uh, I ticket. Don't, I don't have any, any VP preference at the moment. I um, honestly, I really, I want to see Mayor Pete in the cabinet somewhere. Oh, somewhere. absolutely. I feel like a lot of the Democrats up there, I, they're, they're all bringing really good points to the table, in my opinion. Um, and I do feel like, you know, whenever, whoever, whoever does win this time around i feel like the majority of the people that we're seeing are going to be involved in that person's cabinet and their you right. know, appointees and stuff in a lot of ways you know like we saw it we saw it a lot with trump too i mean like you know he was running against ben carson and you know he has like ben carson and, right. and a bunch of other people that kissing his uh, yeah gross ass loafers orange dorito dusted ass um but uh i do feel like a lot of these people are bringing good points to the table and the collaboration like the the big takeaway for me was that mm -hmm. it was like you know hey 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 hey, like you were saying before like they all kind of agreed to yeah a majority extent like they were it was like 95 percent you were saying of like what they were talking about was all like i agree with you but like they were interrupting each other instead. to be like yeah just like excuse me excuse me excuse me i agree with you 99.8 percent on this like little tiny thing on the side implementation or some other thing like they everybody on that on the stage both nights they all want the same thing they have different visions for getting there and I think they need to stop treating it like it's a fucking MMA match where you're like, oh, you got to attack each other. No, have it be about the best ideas and how, like, hash that out. Not like my opponent. Hash it know, out by people, discussing yeah, exactly. it and not slamming each other is going to be the biggest thing. Is like we need to talk about these issues you know, with a sense of God, what am I? What, I had a perfect phrasing for this. I was just drawing blank just now. Um, just kind of approaching these issues with more of a sense of, you know, understanding and openness to hearing each other for what they have to say right. and weighing the options and weighing the, you know, outcomes of everything. Should it be done that way? And actually discussing it for what it is and coming to a consensus, you know, compromise is key. Like, you know, nobody's going to make everybody happy. Yeah. It's, it's not even about, it's not even about compromises. It's about what the best idea is. And since this is a Yang heavy episode, Andrew Yang is the kind of guy where if you get him on stage and you press him on something and you make a good point, he will say, you know what? That's a really good point. 
He's that kind of guy. He's the not going to stick. He'll stick to his guns. Is something on, that I look for things, in a candidate, but and that is like that is going to be huge for he's me. And my incredibly consistent, but he's also open to goes. discussion. He's also open to being proved wrong. And I think anybody that is confident in their ideas is willing to be proven wrong. It's like tell tell me a better plan and let's fucking do it. That's Andrew's whole approach. So I don't I don't really envision anybody else coming to him on a specific policy issue and um you know challenging his position and him shifting. I don't see that happening cuz his positions are already so much better than most of what's on the table. Right. But it ethically and just kind of personally, that's the kind of guy he is to where like you make the argument He's a rational, data-driven human being. You make the argument, he's he's on board. And that's something that uh, Fred pointed out, but Phil also pointed out back in uh, episode five, Humanity First, that he's also very true to like his true convictions. Like he, he sticks to the shit that he knows is right, but he's willing to talk to people who disagree with him or who have other ideas and work through that. And I think that's crucial. My that's biggest, crucial. my biggest hope for this, uh, this race overall is that we don't lean again. Like I hope that collectively as a nation, we've learned from the mistake that we call Donald Trump that, um, you know, we need to be voting based on facts and data and stuff that is provable and not just on opinions, you know, and it sounds kind of hypocritical coming from us. The fact that we're sitting here giving our opinions about all these people, but to kind of counter that our, um, our whole motto, our whole thing that we want to do is open up the conversation to everybody and actually talk about these issues. We want people right. to make their own decisions. You don't have to agree with us but we want you to think for yourself and make your own decisions. And that's what mm -hmm. I hope for in this election is that we're going to pick a candidate that is data driven and is backed up by facts. And that has an attitude of, I implore you to try and prove me wrong, but I want you to do so in a way that can be backed up with data and facts. Right. It's and if I am wrong, I will happily concede and change my stance or, you know, uh, something along that line of like, I don't want somebody who's just going to dig their heels in and stomp their feet right. and say, I'm right. I'm right. I mean, there was a whole thing about Trump. I, I, I had seen about him, you know, just ripping into Fox news because they had posted, you know, polls and stuff that were showing that he was losing to X, Y, and Z candidates. And anybody, it's, it's getting to a point where it's like, wow, like anybody. Fox is actually starting to get a little honest and yeah. getting a little real. And he doesn't giving, like that. And the, the the response to that is not to slam them for it because that's not something in your favor. Like, you need to be able to accept that. And I want a president who's going to be level-headed. And that's that's probably, I would say that's, in summation, probably my biggest hope for this race is that we find somebody who's level-headed and data-driven. Yeah. it's It's not even just about the numbers. It's about the issues it's about the specific issues and the specific policies you have to go one by one you have to take everything on its own level 
you know, because the second that we devolve into things like identity or party or, you know, the, the team dynamics, you go down the wrong fucking road. And this is why I reject labels. I reject all of them. You can call me a male human, and that's about as far as you can go. Right. Uh, I'm not a believer. Don't call me an atheist. Like, I, <laughs> I'm, an, I'm fiercely independent. Fiercely independent, politically. I have beliefs that I've, that happen to be on the left. I have beliefs that happen to be on the right. I have some very progressive uh, ideas and values. And I have some very conservative ideas and values. And you know what? That's how you have to treat it. Be Treat the issues individually. These are problems that are coming to us. And we can't just say there's a red side and a blue side and all this side, they all want this one. And the other side, oh, they all want this thing. I'm like... People voting party line a, and people party, just, just... The idea that we even have political parties to me anymore seems silly. Much less just two. I'm like... I, I get I get where it came from and I mean there's we, how many there's how many million that, people in this country and there's only two political parties and everybody's supposed to fall in one of those two those two parties. I just that whole at, notion is ridiculous to me. There's like, no continuity in the parties either because you wind the clock back. Democrats were the one f- ones fighting to hold on to their slaves and it was Northern Republicans like Lincoln who wanted to abolish it. So they've and they're it's, they unrecognizable. And back and they're forth unrecognizable. And just, not... not only that, you have the modern parties, okay, that aren't e- they don't even resemble themselves ten fucking years ago. The Republicans have almost completely abandoned traditionally conservative values. Many Democrats, a lot of mainstream ideas are abandoning traditionally liberal values. Uh, spoiler alert, that's going to be the uh, opening theme to the fucking outrage machine, and I'm super excited. But yeah, I mean, they're not even like, you say you're a Democrat, it's just like you, you could be literally fucking anybody. I don't know a goddamn thing about you if you tell me you're a Republican or a Democrat. Let's talk about the actual fucking issues. Right. Because the second no, they exactly. label you with that, they're like, I all of a sudden know everything I need to know about you, I and think, I don't need to talk to you. If I you're think not the on my only side. label that I will willingly subscribe to is the fact that I consider myself a progressive. I will, I, I, I will say I'm a registered Democrat. I typically lean for Democrats, you know, for the most part, but only for the sake that the Republican Party is just completely unrecognizable in today's day and age. Um, like because five, I share values like ago. I share yeah. values with people on the left and people on the right. But I consider myself overall to be a progressive because, you know, like Andrew's message of not left, not right, you know, but forward is what rings true to me the most. And being a progressive is like one of those things that I'm like, oh, yeah, like I just I want humanity as a whole to move forward. I want yeah. us all to do better. I don't I want us all to be measured by, you know who we are as people and how well we're fed and how well our health is and how good we're taken care of. And, you know, just the overall well-being of us as human beings. Right. And how rather much than how much money is in our economy or how our right. GDP is, you know, it's just the, 
we're, we're using an older political system than what we should be. And it's like, I'm sure the founding fathers did not have it intended for us to be maintaining this same exact system that they put in place almost 300 years ago. Right. Like it was meant to be changed. It was meant to be advanced to match, you know, modern changes, you know, like we, the fact that yes, certain rules should always be followed, but amendments are what reshape the country and are going to bring us forward. And changing these things is imperative to make sure that we are, you know, advancing as a society. So I, I will, I will wholeheartedly identify as a progressive, but I don't subscribe to being a Democrat or a Republican in today's day and age. I want the candidate that is bringing the most value to the table for all of the American people. Right. That is where I stand. No, um, I'm I'm pretty much there too. As far as progressive values, it's just about embracing the best science and the best technology to relieve the most human suffering that we can because we have solutions and we're not using them on the scale that we need to be using them. So as, as far as identifying my progressive values, that's where I'm at. Um, I'm, I'm not, you know, one of these pie in the sky, let's go live in a floating cloud city on Venus quite yet. I think that would be cool. Right. Uh, but we have to be re- realistic about our expectations. And, uh, and I, I just, I just I thought of something as yeah, like a, uh, yeah. as like a welcome back for me. Cause I've been gone for so long. I kind of mm-hmm. want to put together like a solo episode or, you know, even where I just kind of take the lead on something. Cause I, the main focus of our show so far has been a lot of scientific and a lot of political. And I want to do like a tie in episode to show how both of those are important to one another and what we can achieve as, you know, members of the human race. If we can balance both of those two effectively and Mm -hmm. show how science, science and technology can help politics and proper politics can help advance science and technology. And that helps everybody. I mean, the political discourse now, it's not even, it's not even a real democracy. Then it's been, because it's not a real democracy. Like it's It's, just been, it's, you know, you you mentioned this in your notes. It's not a real democracy because it's, it's dark money. That's controlling fucking everything. This is not a representative. Democrats versus Republicans is like, you know, those old spy versus spy comics, just, you know, like a Tom and Jerry, you know, back and forth, you know, bullshit thing with one another. And I feel like it is, Oh, sorry. I feel like it's kind of, um, just, it's, we've abandoned, uh, we've uh, completely abandoned the core ideals of both parties in favor of just going for this bullshit identity politics yeah. all the time and this cat and mouse game of, you know, Republicans baiting liberals like, oh, let's own the libs. And then, you know, liberals, you know, leaning farther and farther left and, you know, coming up with these ridiculous things that are just so ridiculous oh i just i don't even have the words to describe it it's just we're we're further dividing further dividing and it's just become a circus it's just become a complete circus on both the left and the right and i feel like it's imperative that we bring both of those sides to the table both of those sides together to sit down and be like okay look here's the issues all right let's talk it out let's hash it out like grown-ups and come up with real solutions because our climate is fucked our economy is fucked we are 
in the midst of this crazy transformation with automation coming and, you know, the student debt crisis and healthcare and immigration and, right. you know, the abortion argument and, you know, this whole, you know, separation of church and state being, a th- you know, threatened and like all of this bullshit that's going on needs to be discussed in a manner that is mature amongst these adults that we elect as our representatives need to mm. come sit at the table across from one another, red, blue, independent, whatever the hell you are, talk it out like grownups and let's come up with solutions because we cannot wait any longer. No, the bickering has yeah, to stop. It's time to get real. And it's, it's been playing like a reality TV show for way too fucking long. And this is like, uh, I have a like, good point to this bring is not up the like, apprentice, you know, it yeah. can't keep going on like this. Yeah, this is a good point to like refocus on Andrew Yang. I know a lot of people who are tuning into this episode uh, are tuning in for our Andrew Yang coverage, which is coming up here. We have, uh, since we're running already here, uh, 36 minutes, this may be one interview episode. Um, I'm down with that. So after the debate tomorrow night, uh, we are sitting down with a guest to uh, hash through what we thought specifically of the Andrew Yang and and, and then how he compares to uh, the other candidates that are going to be appearing tomorrow. But I wanted to take this opportunity we did rather to kind of start that process now tonight after watching the first debate uh, and getting all that while it's still fresh. And then uh, tomorrow, after that second debate, we'll pick this up again. And then we have an interview right after it. Uh, And then we really, really, really want voicemails. So um, I don't know why I'm asking you, because if you're listening to this, the episode is already out. Uh, But for future episodes, we really, 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 really want voicemails or voice messages to send to our email. That works, too. but yes, uh, ooh, mm. we haven't we haven't done this yet, so I don't I don't know how to transition into <laughs> um, into uh, and now featuring. <laughs> uh, I did want to before we wrap this part yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, I did yeah. want to go and read through. Yes, I, um, yes. like he was saying earlier, I did a little bit of a journalistic approach, and I just made a couple of little bullet points. Some are, some are funny, some are serious, and um, I actually would like to just present this in a way of like, here's my thoughts on the debate. I got about halfway through it before I gave up on doing this and uh, just kind of put down some random thoughts. We'll put um, a sound effect but or I something want your, in there. But uh, <laughs> I want your feedback on some of these points and you know whether you if you agree with me uh tell me why in a voicemail if you disagree with me tell me why you disagree in a voicemail i want to hear it and i'm thinking maybe we can stitch the most some of those together and for tomorrow i'll do the same thing and then for the segment that we do tomorrow following the debate um we'll follow up if you guys leave some voicemails i can read those back and uh give some thoughts on that and get you guys, you know, involved in the conversation so we can talk mm-hmm. about these debates. I want to, I want to get our audience involved. Yeah. And you, so, and you uh, can also be, you know, like we, we had a running thing in our Facebook group. We have an, we had an open uh, Facebook group chat during, during the debates, which is cool in real time, getting to chat with the other people in the Mindwave uh, group. Um, 
real time responses, which yeah, I've noticed we is do that also again tomorrow yeah, as well. Which is also I've noticed it's very much like Yang's campaign. It's very diverse. There's a lot of very different opinions uh, and views among these different people, and that's what makes for interesting conversation. So, uh, yeah, this uh, special listener, whoever you may be, uh, would be the part of the show where you realize this is going to be a really, really long one. <laughs> we're 40 minutes in now, so and we're we're going to keep going. Fuck it. We, to, we started this with, like, we're not going to have a time limit. We're just going to fucking run it. And if you need to pause this and pick it up later or tomorrow, we will forgive you. We love you. <laughs> Yes, so, it is. Um, no, I, I have a hard time myself listening to long form podcasts. I find it very difficult because I have the attention span of a carrot. <laughs> um, so it's like one of those. Oh, you've been droning on about the same to- topic for 15 minutes. Boring. Turn it off. Um, uh, not really. A lot I, of people dig this, though. So I, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of I, appealing I to an it. audience that I'm not really a part of just yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm working my way into it. I'm getting my toes wet in the podcast uh, world. And I for some reason thought the best way to do that was be like, let's start a podcast um, <laughs> without knowing uh, any fucking thing about how to start a podcast. But uh, I don't know. We did it and it's working. So it's kind of cool. So like, seriously, thank you guys to our listeners. Um, so without further yes. ado, I want to get in on my little uh, list of topic thingies. I have about like 15 of them here that I did. So I'll just run through those pretty quick. Yes, I um, do. I want to get a beer. Can I get a beer? Yeah, let's do that. So uh, we're going to do a little transitioning effect. We're going to pause. I'm going to oh, drink. Gonna... He's going to get a beer. And then <laughs> when we come back, I will read my fancy schmancy little list of things that I thought during the oh, debate. Oh, you're going to do a whole transition effect and everything. Okay. Yeah. Making you do work. Making you do work. All right. Okay. Mr. Production Guy. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. And we are back. We're back. Yes. So let's go through your list of notes because you were very studious and I was not. Uh, you'll think I was studious until I read some of these fucking things. All right. So uh, I titled it Democratic Debate July 2019. And this is uh, in chronological order from start to finish when I started watching. And this is... Uh, uh, basically right after the opening statements I put uh, for my first one. Delaney looks like a child molester. Um, I just, somebody had said something. Uh, one of the moderators had said something and uh, my phone is making the microphone do weird noises. I can't hold it close. Yeah. Um, and he had just made this weird face where he was only smiling with his top teeth. And I was like, oh, Jesus. It just, I, I had to write it down. It so, was a um, weird chestery molestery kind of situation. Yeah, really. Beefy's um, not having it, but fuck Beefy. He's whatever. We're just gonna we're just gonna read through this fucking whatever. <laughs> Beefy's being a butthole right now. Yeah, he is. Uh, for my next one, I put who the hell is Steve Bullock because uh, <laughs> I did not see him in the last two debates. Either that or I just was stupid. He's and so forgettable. So forgettable. He's just, n- he had some really good points tonight, but I just his overall stance. He's like a what I would call a Republican in Democrats' clothing. I just was like, why are you here? Um, but, uh, so yeah, I put who the hell is Steve Bullock? Um, I put, thank you Beto for answering the question on Medi- Medicare for all clearly in an English, like promptly, because I think it had gone from, who was it? Bernie or Warren had spoken 
right before one one of the two main contenders, like the center stage folks, yeah. had said something, and they just completely dodged the question about whether the uh, the middle class should pay more for having Medicare for all instead. Right, right. And it was the the whole bit about whether they should uh, revamp the ACA or opt for a Medicare for all type deal. Um, and then for the next one, I put no Bullock scrap the ACA altogether. Um, and this is something I was really, uh, I was really, um, kind of adamant about is like, you know, I really did like the Obama years. I I loved, you know, like I watched him get elected when I was in middle school in 2008 and it was like one of the coolest things like, Oh cool. First black president. I was like, I never thought I'd see that in my lifetime. Um, and I thought it was really neat. And I really liked his presidency. He did a lot of good stuff. But the ACA was one of those things that I was very fervently against because of, uh, you know, just the fact that it did not have the intended effect on the healthcare industry as we had hoped. Um, I feel like a lot of that was Republican obstruction and, you know, so many changes made to it in order to make them happy with what was being offered and put on the table. Um it just, I feel like they had to like almost three fifths compromise it and just like, oh, yeah. It's like, but at the end of the day, like nobody is worth three fifths of a person. Like that was a dumb compromise to make. It's like, you know, they, we pride ourselves on, oh, yeah, the, uh, you know, the whole center of government is compromising. But I'm like, you have to remember that same ideology is what brought us the three fifths compromise saying that, you know, certain individuals are only with, worth a, portion of a regular human being and i'm like it it's not going to get us anywhere um so and then I, the next one i put down was bernie is right Healthcare is not a business or at least it should not be um that's my i mean i'm i'm very for a single payer system uh i don't really know exactly how we should go about that medicare for all sounds great in theory but i would definitely have to read up more on that it doesn't pull well yeah no it just it sounds Um, you know people people if you're talking about it is like oh this is socialism yeah if you're talking about ripping all these people off of their current plans even if they like them it's not gonna fly my whole thing, and I People wanted to... People want private insurance. I wanted to make a point of, like, you know, it's not a matter of, like, oh, you have to get rid of your private insurance and opt in for Medicare for All. It would be something that you could opt into free of charge, paid for by whatever taxes on whatever companies, pharmaceuticals, whatever. And I just feel like, you know, this is a capitalist country and we work off competition. You know, the reason Amazon is killing jobs is because they're offering better products, lower prices, and delivery so that people like us don't have to leave our fucking houses and go talk to people just to go out and buy a roll of toilet paper. Um, so like it's, you know, it's the same reason that, you know, Netflix killed blockbuster and all that It's competition yeah. is the key tenet of capitalism and what moves businesses forward and what moves our economic strategy forward overall. And I feel like the same would ring true in healthcare of like, okay, well we offer an right. option that's free and covers everything that's going to leave no choice but for the private insurers to be able to compete with that either by lowering prices increasing coverage whatever they have to do to keep themselves relevant because you know everybody you know when you're when you're being suffocated you're going to fight for air because we have this innate ability 
to try and survive and businesses because that's people's job that's you know their source of income their livelihood what puts food on the table for their children if you if you work for a, you know if you're a pharmaceutical executive and you see that people are leaving you know your coverage in jo- in droves for you know a different option you're going to do whatever you have to do to fight to get your customers back mm-hmm. and i think it's you know important that we have that competition of like, okay, well, if we don't feel like private insurance is being fair to us, then we have another option giving people the freedom of choice. Exactly. And that forces these far, these, uh, these companies to compete for your business. So exactly. it's the same thing. Like in the small town here, we have one grocery store. It's a safe way. They jack up their prices because they know otherwise we're going to have to drive a half an hour away to go somewhere else. It's the same thing. If you've ever gotten gas on an Indian reservation where the next gas station is a hundred miles away or whatever, it's the same shit. We need competition in the market to keep things competitive, to keep prices fair, to, Avoid this price gouging fucking bullshit. And we do need a public option. So I'm kind of torn because I I like the idea of Medicare for All. I'm more, um, in terms of the actual plans that have been put forward, I'm more for the uh, Medicare for America plan, which is, is Beto's, which, which is like it is. It everybody who is not covered, they're automatically covered. Everybody else has the option, and it builds in that um, competition model to where all of a sudden private insurance companies are going to have to compete with a full, comprehensive, low-cost coverage. And I think that's the way forward. I don't think Bernie's plan is going to work. Um, if, I, I feel if your like idea most is of just, his proposals yeah. and policies are just really slapped together. I mean, like we're we're seeing it ring true, like with the fifteen dollar minimum wage thing of like, yeah, oh, it's, now it his staffers good. wanted him to pay fifteen dollars minimum wage, yeah. and in doing so, he had to cut their hours. And I'm like, this is like literally just proving the point that You're a $15 minimum wage isn't going to help anybody. And as yeah. a victim of that myself, you know, with the ACA going into place, my biggest issue with the ACA when it happened was this rule of okay. If you work 40 hours a week or work what whatever your state and job considers full-time hours, then your job has to, after X amount of time or whatever, offer you a employer-provided health plan. Right. And in doing so, what they ended up doing, and it's, it's stupid because it brought down unemployment, but in the worst way possible by saying, okay, rather than having 20 full-time employees, we are now going to have... 40 part-time employees working half the hours that our full-timers did so that we can avoid paying health care. And yeah, it brought unemployment down because now people are working twice as many jobs (laughs) and now they're getting shafted because they don't get benefits. And you can speak to this personally from your experience. I can speak to this personally because I have been fighting with, and and it's stupid because another issue with raising the minimum wage and not adjusting the poverty level is the fact that Arizona uh, passed, what was it, Prop 206 or 205, I can't remember. One was the medical marijuana, one was the uh, the minimum wage increase with the guaranteed paid time off. I was great with grand guaranteed paid time off, but the problem with that is I was living better when I was making 40 hours a week plus a little bit of overtime at 8.50 an hour than I was at 11.35. 
You know what I mean? When I was making yeah. eleven fifty, and the minimum wage is consistently going up. It's now at eleven now, and it's supposed to be going up in January twenty twenty up to twelve. But here's the thing: giving people more money reduces their ability to go onto, you know, these subsidized plans. And it's like it's not enough money that you're earning extra to pay a two three hundred dollar premium, but you're still making too much money to qualify for whatever state Medicaid plans that they offer through their DES offices and whatnot. And that's the problem is that, you know, I was able to work full time and have insurance through the state through Medicare. But, you know, with the changes that took effect, I'm just barely above that threshold now. No matter what job I do, unless I willingly have them cut me down to just working part time and then I am sacrificing, you know, my ability to pay rent and electric and, you know, a phone bill and buy food and everything else. It's forcing people to either sabotage themselves financially or just making us further delving us further into this like wage slave mentality. This is why the freedom dividend makes so much sense because it doesn't involve printing any new money. Yes. If you increase the minimum wage, that means the cost of everything else has to go up. Okay. And I have a similar story because the minimum wage here in Arizona was eight Oh five. And, uh, when I started my current job, I was, uh, at like 10. So I was already making $2 over the minimum wage. I had, it was cushy. I had lots of extra money to throw around every month. I bought most of this equipment on Amazon just from having that extra play money. And then I, you know, was at 10 or whatever. And then the minimum wage went up to 10 from 805. And then all of a sudden I was making minimum wage and gas went up and groceries went up. And everything else fucking went up. No, I can say the same thing happened to me as well. I was working at 825, 805, whatever it was. It went from 805 to 825, and then it jumped to 10. And I had gotten a raise at my job. I had worked at a job for about, you know, two and a half, three years. And I had gotten a raise from 825 up to 10 about seven or eight months before it was bumped by the state up to 10 Mm -hmm. and it was irritating because those of us that were given that raise was it was a performance incentive we were you busted we busted our asses to get it and it was i think it was out of a staff of like 45 people i believe it was like 12 of us that got this raise up to 10 dollars an hour as like a thank you from our bosses saying hey you've consistently proven yourself at this job we're going to give you a little bit of extra money to show that we appreciate you but you know, running a, sudden, a business, having been a manager, when, you know, when you're working with hourly employees and you have, you know, fluctuating, you know, business throughout the day, you have certain peak times, a lot of restaurants and stuff. You have a lot of peak times and whatnot. It, um, you know, it affects your labor cost. And when you raise the minimum wage, it makes it a lot harder to schedule people as well. So, I mean, I kind of get it from the other side, too, of like, OK, I'm going to have to cut your hours because now everybody's making more money. And we just can't afford to have you if the business isn't doing super, super great, you know, it's, and that's a big thing is it's, it's hurting a lot of small business owners too, because, you know, people like my current boss, you know, they have a small staff of people, they're running a small business. They can't afford to just start paying everybody $15 an hour 
Oh no! It would it would create ghost towns. It would towns put them under every small business, and it was nation. like you know the companies that could afford to do it realistically, Amazon, Walmart, they could afford to do it, and they would not go under this they're myth not that, that they're to. going to go yeah. under. But they're not going to unless they have to. But the problem with that is, is that we're just giving more power to Amazon and Google and you know Walmart to do this. And then all the rest, like we're already losing mom and pop shops and locally owned businesses and droves totally. as it is. Totally. But Disappearing. Doing a $15 make that worse? minimum wage and, you know, you know, a, ph- a photography shop, for example, a local photography shop that right. say has maybe five or six employees. The business owner is already struggling to pay everybody hourly to keep them there 30, 40 hours a week if they're getting full time. And raising what you have to pay them by five. Sometimes some states are still at the federal of 725 even. There's people out there that are still making 725 with these costs going up that even people making 12, 13, 14, $15 an hour are having trouble surviving. Try doing that on half that at 725 an hour. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there's still people out there earning that much. Small business owner, like it's going to kill small businesses because they cannot For afford sure. to give their employees an extra 50% pay out of nowhere. I mean, wage yeah. increases are supposed to be incremental. I mean, like, you know, most cushy salary jobs, you're going to get COLA increases and stuff. And I mean, even teachers and stuff haven't seen pay raises in a long time. I mean, Arizona specifically, we had teacher strikes because they hadn't gotten pay raises and they're raising the expectation of what they have to pay out of pocket and not giving them any incentive to do so. And it's like, they're already not paying these guys enough. Like, come on, like something's got to give. Right. I understand the spirit behind raising the minimum wage, but when you look at what the actual effects would be, it would be disastrous. It right. would be right, right. horrible. Uh, is New York City going to feel that? No, not really. Are rural areas like Bisbee, Arizona going to feel that? They're going to be fucking destroyed by It's going to create ghost towns. It's going to essentially Across make it the to country. where only large cities are you know, profitable. Only large cities and only large corporations can make anything happen and the large corporations they're they're not going to be like oh yeah we'll pay a bunch of people $15 an hour for a job that a robot or software could do it's only going to fuel that that drive towards automation and getting rid of the fucking jobs anyway it doesn't make a goddamn bit of difference if the minimum wage is $15 an hour and you're unemployable because the market doesn't value you at anything and you can't contribute at all because everything you've ever done is now automated how the fuck does that help you a $15 minimum wage does not fucking help you if you're in that situation and it's like they have this whole idea another thing that ties into it is this federal jobs guarantee of like okay we're gonna guarantee jobs that are about to be obsolete and are you gonna make gm hire people (laughs) back to work in factories are you gonna force them to work in factories again like no, the robots have already come and taken those assembly line jobs. You know, a lot of manufacturing in the United States is being outsourced or taken over by automation and robotics. And a federal jobs guarantee, in my eyes, is just an empty fucking promise, you know? And the $15 minimum wage is only going to give these companies the upper hand in 
furthering their plans for automation. I mean, shit, our, our Walmart in uh, the closest one we have is in Sierra Vista, Arizona. They mm. just did another remodel with their grocery pickup and whatnot, and they just kind of casually took away about half of the regular check stands with cashiers and put in more fucking self-checkouts. Yeah. We and covered I'm like, this oh, in okay, five. cool. <laughs> like I, I, I suddenly work here now. Awesome. Where's my employee discount? You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I just, I, I think it's ridiculous. Like these plans are, they sound great in theory, like just on the surface, they sound right. great. But when you, you, have you really look into, into them and look at the, the data behind it, it's not, yeah a feasible fucking solution it's, it's just not going to work it's not a solution at all federal jobs guarantee um cory and rio have made this point over on uh moving forward a federal jobs guarantee is just ubi with forced labor i mean it's it's looking at the same problem and having this like regressive ass backwards kind of mentality yeah i mean and, and what are you gonna say oh you have a guaranteed job with the government what is that gonna do to people make when, us all when they work don't, for the government when all the jobs go away like no like we when need you to don't build have a to give economy. a shit about your job and you don't have to try it kills your initiative because you're just like oh whatever the government you become cogs put me in, in a machine you something. become you know just it's drones for you know this massive empty workforce with no inspiration and it doesn't you know a freedom dividend gives people the ability and like this is what i'm most excited about for it is like with an extra thousand dollars a month you know it would give people the ability to go back to school and choose a path that they want to do federal jobs guarantee it's like okay what are you just going to stick me with whatever job you think i'd be good at or whatever jobs available at the time like no some it's people not a democratic solution and, you it's... know, make something in themselves. And, you know, the, the current economy and, you know, manufacturing and stuff like we're not going to completely turn it around and, you know, bring blue collar jobs black back to America and just make it happen, you know, like that. It's just not it's not feasible. What we need to do is focus on looking at the issues of the economy and what drove us here and what we can do to make sure that people have work, that people are happy in their work and give people the freedom to choose what they do for work. Right. And, you know, there's tons of jobs out there. You know, there's tons of stuff for people to do. It's just that not everybody has access to be able to get into those jobs and not everybody has the ability to get the education they need or to get the training they need because that's another thing is like you know high schools push college like it's the only option like there's so much trade work that's just being overlooked and we need to stop pushing college as the only option for people yeah and those jobs are disappearing not just and i i didn't stress this enough because i listened back to our episode five i didn't stress this enough that it's not just these dreary kind of blue collar whatever repetitive task jobs physical jobs that can be automated it's high level intelligence jobs it's people who work in insurance and law and um you know and not just like office desk jobs and stuff data entry and stuff like that like it's radiologists now you you can spend you can put yourself two hundred thousand dollars in debt to be a fucking radiologist and there is software 
that is going to be a hundred times better at you than your job because it can see shades of gray on a scan that the human eye can't see. These these are very high prestige, high you know professions that we have now that we're like, oh, you could never automate that way. Of course you can. Of course you can. Thank you, Charlie, for contributing to the conversation. Right. Uh, yeah, on- no, I mean, it's like people just think it's going to be like, oh, fast food workers and cashiers and no, truck it's drivers. Everybody. It's everybody. You know, it goes Lawyers, all the way up paralegals, the chain. It's going to be, Radiologists, know- health and medicine, scientists, coders, people who work on websites and shit. If your job right now is to build websites, like... Coding and shit like that's all good, and you know, and that's the thing. Like, we need to change this mentality of like, you know, these middle class people. You know, and I'm I'm calling some of these people out right now of these middle class folks that are, you know, like, oh well, why the fuck should I care about a call center worker that's going to lose their job, or a fast food counter worker, or a gas station attendant? You know, like why why the fuck should I care about these people? I I don't do any of those things. That's not any of my job. Like, I don't have to do that. Oh, I work at a I work in an office somewhere. I do X, Y, or Z. You know, it's coming for you too. Like this affects everybody and it's going to affect everybody. It's going to gradually climb the chain. It's like, you know, it's like a, it's like a bit of mold on a loaf of bread. It's only affecting a certain portion of people right now, but give it time. It'll spread. You know what I mean? And it's going to get to everybody. Yeah. Um, You could be some top executive peer. Talk. (laughs) <laughs> top Alcohol. executive top executive at like a PR firm or something right. and think you have the most valuable job in the world or you could be a CEO and tomorrow there somebody's going to write a computer program that's going to make you obsolete that's the direction we're going right. moving on now, let's get back to your yeah, list yeah I got a couple more here to cover um, yeah. so I'm going to I'm going to throw these next three together because they're just kind of like little uh, funny bits that I threw in just because uh, the first one I put Marianne Williamson probably saged the debate stage beforehand. Um, I, d- I do think she made some very good points, but uh, you know, just I I'm I hate that her. I like her. I've, I, I hate was that all- I like her too. I'm like, damn, I didn't expect her to be this fucking smart and so well spoken. <laughs> Best impression of her ever. Have you heard uh, John Lovett do his? His Marianne Williamson. No, I have not. Save American. I have not. I'm gonna Pod have to check America. that out. America. And uh, love it or leave it. <clears throat> For those of you who don't listen, uh, and we're not related to them at all, but Pod Save America is a great, uh, a great political podcast that keeps people up to date on all the whatnots and everything. And these guys used to work for uh, Obama. They worked in the Obama administration. And the the show is mainly run by his former speech writers and joke writers, and John Lovett is like this like snarky little gay Jew, who is uh, <laughs> what's the word? Not betrothed. He's uh, he's intimately connected with Ronan Farrow, the uh, brilliant journalist, which I'm super jealous of because mm-hmm. he's adorable. Oh, did you not know I was gay because of my deep, sensual radio voice? Oh, you know now. Uh, Anyway, no, he does this whole thing. (laughs) We're good. We're good. (laughs) Uh, No, he does his... his, uh, He started this impression of Marianne Williamson 
after that like weird random ass thing where she called out Jacinda fuck my New Zealand friends are gonna are gonna kiwi me to death I don't remember her last name but the the mass shooting in New Zealand when that should uh, happen and yeah, she, she came yeah. out and she she banned assault weapons in the first debate Marion Williamson out of nowhere decided to call her out and <laughs> was like, oh god oh man uh, girlfriend like <laughs> what did she say i don't i don't know <laughs> just check it check it out it was you said um yeah. what was the name of it uh the, the show that you were... Pod Save America. Pod Save America. Okay. And many people have probably already heard it. Yeah, I, I have... Girlfriend, I have, you uh, were so on. Them, so. Yeah. And he, did, he like, mutes it a little more. Girlfriend, you were so on. <laughs> Girlfriend, you were so on. That was pretty funny. So uh, There um, were a couple funny moments yeah. uh, in, in tonight's debate. And I've decided... Um, because this was such a rich conversation, this is going to be its own thing. We'll do another episode yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, we'll just do we'll, it two, we'll, two separate ones. We'll s- I like doing it two separate nights. <laughs> yeah. Because we can just talk about these candidates tonight, and then we'll just talk about the next candidates the next night. I feel like there's too many candidates in the field right now to Fuck, try and right? talk about all of them in one episode. And I, I think we should kind of follow the the lead of the, 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 the debate sponsors of just like, okay, we're going to talk about these ones tonight. We'll talk about the next ones tomorrow night. So that way it's not, you know, shoving your face full of all of this information. Just give it to you in little bites that you can manage, you know, because it's like I have a short attention span, like I said, like a carrot. Um, <laughs> so it's really hard for me I'm to like carrot. keep track. Oh, I'm like, I, that's an this is the first time reference. I've been politically involved. So it's really hard for me to keep track of like, you know, like a Trump and all his cronies and their names and what they did. And then keeping track of all fucking 24 Democrats that are running and Donald Jesus. Trump and the other three Republicans. I'm like all these names and people and titles floating around. I just can't even remember all of it. It's just too much to handle. So I think fo- focusing on this today and then focusing on them tomorrow, I think is a good idea. So we're going to change it up mid episode. Dun, dun, dun. D- um, that fucking reminds me. Did you see what Donald Trump tweeted? This horrible, Ugh. racist, hateful thing that we're not going to fucking talk about because You're that's the ongoing the gag. No, I know. That's the ongoing gag. We're not going to fucking give. We're not going to talk, talk about, about it. it. Fuck that shit. Sorry. If you want to see Donald Trump's tweets, <laughs> follow him on fucking Twitter because that's yeah. probably going to be how we all find out about the next it's nuclear like, attack that happens, happens on this country. Like, the thousandth Ugh. time is not everybody's like, Oh, outraged that the I president get said something horrible. I get mad horrible. about the debates when they're like, oh, well, Trump this, Trump that. Everybody had mentioned Trump in their opening. I'm like, can we stop fucking talking about him, please? Can we get a counter? There should be a counter something at the bottom else. of the yeah, screen. Yeah, no, like a little There's number. like how many times people. Every time somebody says his fucking I mean, name. I get it. He's a goddamn nightmare. But at some point, you got to be like, okay, I'm, you I'm understand in the middle. I'm like, yes, we do power, need to talk right? about it because just staying silent is not going to fucking help anybody. But at the same time, I feel like everybody too many knows. people are talking about it. It's like everybody fucking knows. Everybody knows. They just need we other. don't need to keep they going need, on and on about it. <laughs> they need other roads to go down. And Mindwave is going to try to give them at least a few. Right. So continue um, with your list. All right. Yeah. So uh, second one out of the three that I was going to roll together after May- Marianne Williamson probably saged the debate stage beforehand. <laughs> I put, uh, 
I forget what he said, uh, but it, it, it really irked me. And I just wrote, Tim Ryan is a dipshit. <laughs> um, I if you're can't... listening to this, Tim Ryan, I maybe apologize. Maybe I overreacted, <laughs> but whatever you said pissed me off in the moment. So fucking deal with it. Um, <laughs> the next one was, God damn, Bernie is going hard. Uh, he was That one I do remember at which point it was. It was when he was talking with, uh, fuck, what? See, this is what I'm saying. There's too many candidates. I can't remember all the goddamn names. And Bernie repeats himself so goddamn much. They were talking. His they were talking about. Speech has been uh, the same for forty fucking years. I believe this was still on the health care deal, where they were talking about whether to do uh, the Medicare for all versus revamping ACA. I think it was. Yeah. yeah I, I yeah. think it was Tim Ryan as a dipshit was referring to him saying, "Oh, we need to just revamp the ACA." Like. And I was immediately just like, no, fuck that. The ACA fucked me and a bunch of other people out of, you know, good, stable jobs with full-time hours. Like, right. fuck that. We need to scrap the whole thing. Like, I love you, Obama, but it was a shit plan. Um, <laughs> not entirely think, his fault. There was supposed an, to no, be... No, there was a lot of obstruction, and they had there to revise was, it a lot, yeah. and it just really watered it down. Like I said before, it was like the three-fifths It was compromise. supposed to be way better. It just, yeah. I had to walk out of the better, room they, to control the dogs at that point. Point, so I yeah didn't, i didn't hear that 20 i, I wanted i went back to that because i saw your i saw your eyes perk a little bit i saw you kind of uh, like oh i want to uh, talk about this uh, and you were yes. you were away from the mic i had to go so i wanted to bring that back. dog up he's all riled up uh oh, sidetrack uh, we let him out back and josh and i now share a backyard and his yeah. back door is not great and josh has a kitty cat i was i was <laughs> mid pissed i was in my bathroom my cat was sitting in front of me and uh, Beefy has this wonderful tendency of if a door is not completely latched, he'll just there. jump up and he, knock yeah. it open. Push it. Yeah. This this building Push that we it. live in was built in 1902. So a lot of the uh, the door hardware is like a lot of the original, you know, door frames and doors and hardware and stuff on it. So right. some Doesn't of them are very right. easy to just, you know push open because they don't latch super easy we have if to use the deadbolts deadbolt to actually them, yeah. like lock the doors and i don't have them. that problem over here but but my back door other does units, not lock yeah. very easily um Same. so i was i was mid piss in the bathroom <laughs> and i had the door open because i live alone uh, i live alone with my partner and i can do that now i don't have roommates yay yeah um, no offense <laughs> to my previous roommate he was probably the best one i ever had love you buddy yeah. um so I was, I was peeing and I saw the cat sitting in front of me and all of a sudden I just hear the door get knocked open and there's this dog face just looking <laughs> in the eye and my cat's just sitting there about to shit his pants. And the Your more he, pants. the more he hissed. <laughs> yeah. He's very sophisticated. He, he shits in the oh, toilet too. We don't have yeah. a litter box. Just kidding. No. I wish we could do that. I'd love to do that. I need to stop adjusting <laughs> my mic mid thing. Continue. Yeah. Um, and the more the cat freaked out, the more the dog got excited and wanted to play. And it was like, the cat's like, get the fuck away from me. And the dog's like, Oh, you want to play? And he's, Jenner had to run in and drag him out of the room. Oh and yeah. We're like, Oh, you dipshit. I had to jump on top of him and like drag grab, him out of the he house. Was freaking he was out. so excited. He's, he's like, new friend, new friend. <laughs> yes. Um, and they're very rambunctious. Uh, we haven't introduced the dogs yet on the show. Beefy is a rescue. Uh, they're all rescues, really. Charlie, Beefy, and Leah are all rescues. Beefy, not so much. He was bred um, by a, a mutual friend of like the businesses and stuff, but she had too many, and they could they couldn't go anywhere. But um, Beefy is half pit bull and half um, blue nose, red nose, whatever Australian cattle dog. He's extremely rambunctious. And then Leia, 
baby Leia. She's half. She's got this gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous brindle coloring. She's beautiful. We think she's half pit bull, half boxer. So yeah. she's got long for, legs too. She's tall. Oh, she's so pretty. She's <laughs> she such is a pretty, pretty girl. Uh, so for the longest time, we just let them all out in the backyard at the same time. But then there's a pit. The next door neighbors they also have a pit bull named Malcolm, who's a very good boy. He's a good boy. He's a cute little pit bull. But th- when they start barking at each other, you see the haunches go up. You see this like blood rage thing the, the, go the on. The hair on the back of the neck. Yeah. Stands. Oh, oh, totally. Yeah, it's really, uh, totally. The, it's something about the pit bull breed, even if it's like diluted within the, you know, genome, whatever. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Dogs are going crazy because Daddy got home. We're doing dog talk. It's appropriate. Fair we're, enough. We've moved into uh, after we, we show were like, status. We were so adamant before of like, I don't want the dogs to be making noise. I want this to be it's, as professional as possible. You know what? I, had it's such fine. a hard time trying to avoid it. and I, I, I don't know. We haven't gotten any complaints about it yet. So it's no, and you know they, what? They make their noise. If, They're dogs. It's what you know doing. what? If you would like to get to know my dogs... They all have Facebook pages. <laughs> go to, I need to do that for go our to, cat. That'd go be to my, uh, my personal Facebook page. Uh, I haven't announced my last name on the podcast yet. I've just been like, I'm Jenner. It's Zeno, Z-E-N-O. I, I, I'm not, I don't uh, know. I need, to, I need yeah. to make a separate social because I've posted <laughs> a lot of really fucked up controversial shit on my page. I show a I lot don't of shitty memes. I, my Facebook goes back to like 2012. I don't give a, a shit. Or, Somebody you know, wants to try it anyway. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want people to be like going back at my posts from 2013 and we're like, oh, look what you posted back then. You said X, care. Y, and Z. And I don't care. Worthy shit. I'm like, eh, so I'm uh, oldest is not ready for that. <laughs> Oli, uh, the, all of their middle names are McDog because that's how it goes. Charlie is Charleston Choose a Lot. That's his full name. Charleston McDog Choose a Lot. Just Charlie. And then Beefy is uh, Beefcake. McDog bites a bunch, so that's beefy bites a bunch. I really, I really like the uh, the <laughs> one that, that I had mentioned the other day about uh, and uh, um, Leia Lovey Licks. So Leia, Leia McDog Lovey Licks. Yeah, they, that's like the princess. I don't know how we got on. To that. Do- dog Fuck talk me. is fun. We love, we love our we love our pets. We, uh, we, fur we babies. I you probably got some fur babies. Tell us about your fur babies in the comments. Oh yes, we want to hear. Send us pictures. Send yes. us dog pics. We don't do we don't do nudes, but send us dog pics. Yeah. <laughs> Show us your dog. Show us your puppies. <laughs> Show me your kitties. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, okay. All right. Moving, moving on. on. <laughs> so after I put uh, goddamn Bernie is going hard, that was in response to when he was talking about uh, yes. Medicare for all versus revamping the ACA. Yes. And I was really pissed off. I was like, yes. fuck revamping the ACA. It was stupid. I don't want to do yes. that. Um, I went into, they moved into the next topic and I said, this is going into dangerous territory. And that was in reference to uh, decriminalizing immigration. And I had a good oh, thought right. on this. Uh, let me go back through our little group chat messages because I want to make sure I'm presenting myself effectively. Right. <laughs> um, we can cut this out and post, yada, yada. It's blah, fine. Blah, blah, it's okay. fine. Yeah, whatever, it, we're dragging on, it's fine. <laughs> Building suspense. Dun, 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 dun. Um, <laughs> so uh, when I was talking about... Um, 
when they were when they were talking about the path to citizenship and the I, I I always think of it from a reason of like I understand I've I've been looking up and reading more about Mexico's history and I'm like you know being data driven people I'm not looking at immigration from a standpoint of like oh we need to build a wall and you know have closed borders and all this stuff and just these one answer solutions to everything I'm looking at it from a standpoint of you know all right we do have an immigration problem. It's not as bad as the Republicans are out here making it out to be. Right. We live in Southern Arizona. We are like 20 miles from the border. It is not as bad Real as people close. are saying. Like we're really it, close. To we the are right fucking there. Drive 10 minutes down the road and you can Literally. see the fence in Naco. Like yeah. it's there. Um, not and an I've, issue. I, you know, I'm a native to the area. I was born and raised in, you know, the service to Hereford, Cochise County area. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've been growing up with this rhetoric or this rhetoric around us of like, Oh, we need to close our borders. And you know, these, these people coming over are dangerous and just this ridiculous blown out of proportion bullshit that they try to peddle. Um, and I, I try to look at it from a standpoint of like, okay, yes, there are people coming over here and they're not following the proper path to citizenship. But why, why are people crossing with coyotes and putting their children and their families at risk of getting caught by border patrol and ICE agents and stuff. Um, but by essentially sneaking over here, like why and aren't they going through the, the proper channels? And I, I find it as like, you know, the path to citizenships can, can sometimes takes years. The, of course. Years. And this is, this is an important thing that I don't think a lot of people think about. Okay. You're making that journey. You're coming from central America, South America. You're walking 2000 miles with your family. You don't have you're not there on your fucking iPhone. Siri's not telling you where to go. You don't know where the fuck on the border you're going to end up. You don't know where exactly to go. You don't you, they're not out there with fucking compasses and maps with the X marked off to where the fucking ports of entry are. If they hit a fence, they're like, "Okay, oh, this is obviously America." But in a lot of places, there's nothing there. So they come over and they don't even realize they're in the fucking country because they just this crossed is not, a... This is not a this way is to like, endorse building a wall or having a fence No, or no, no, no. There, I'm just saying just this is the reality. Like people sometimes yeah. cross by mistake. Um, and it's not even that. And you know what? The From what I understand, most of them, they are seeking out American officials. That means Border Patrol people. So it's not like when they see La Migra, they go and run. They see that and they're like, yes, ayúdame, ayúdame. You know, like, help me. There is a lot Did of Did I just pull a Beto? Where... My bad. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I grew up in San Diego. <laughs> I, I do think that there is a lot Lo of cases where, mucho. you know, they do, they do run. But we have to think of like, okay, number one. When they got why... fucking guns and shit. Exactly. Yeah. Hold on. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Why are these people coming over here? First of all, like anybody who their studies, country is yeah. in economic crisis. They're starving. They can't get jobs. There's you know there's threats from the cartel. You know they're afraid of getting shot and killed Violence by the police is, that have been corrupted. Imagine, there. okay, Joshua, you and I, we are both um, gay, homosexual, biological males. Yes. In um, non-reproductive mode, we don't have kids. But we've had pets. <laughs> well, I mean, no, and straight people. Kids, I, understand I understand that's like, not I, a I, fair I, comparison. I'm saying, I guess would you die alone. for your kid? 
Would you put your children in a dangerous situation temporarily that you believe with, you know, from the bottom of your heart, you know, every parent, every parent is going to always make the decision that they think is in the best interests of their child. And yes, this even includes anti-vaxxers, even though they are wildly misinformed about the effect of vaccines, they are making the choice as parents for their children that they think best suits their needs. And that is the point that I want to drive across. These people, yes, they are endangering their children by bringing them over the border illegally, but they are doing it for reasons of, I'm afraid that my life or my child's life is in danger where we live now, and I want to protect my children. What would it take? that is the main takeaway that I want people to grasp from this is like, they're not coming over here to take our jobs. They're coming over here they're to try fleeing. and seek asylum and fleeing they're dangerous fleeing lives hell. that they had before. They're literal in hell. hell. Okay, guys, if you have, if you have, okay, thoughts if on you have, border security, please, please leave us a voicemail. If, if you have kids or pets or siblings or somebody that you love, take a couple minutes to think about what it would take. What could go so fucking wrong? in your neighborhood that you would sacrifice everything to walk 2,000 miles to an unknown country that doesn't speak your language in hopes for a better life. A lot of people make this point, well, why didn't they just stop anywhere along the way? Why didn't they seek asylum in Mexico? Um, I'm sorry, Mexico just doesn't have... Mexico doesn't have an infrastructure to support asylum. We fucking do. We're the richest country on the goddamn planet, and it's not ideal, but that's our law. We have asylum law. We are legally required to give these people their day to hear their case to see if you're fleeing it. That's built into our fucking laws. You're tired. You're poor. You're hungry. You know, exactly to that. Like we used to be a beacon of hope. You know. The, the droves of Irish is. people that came over here during the Industrial Revolution and came over here for factory jobs. You know, yes, people were upset with them. Oh, the Irish are taking the jobs. I get that. I understand. Like, yes. It were they was jobs you the wanted time. to do? But do here's you the go? thing. Like, do you it, think about yeah, why these geez. people came over? They were starving. There wasn't enough food there. There wasn't enough infrastructure to take care of these people. They right. were not able to take care of themselves where they were staying and they came here with the hope that they could have a better life and that is the takeaway that we need to focus on is not deport you know deport everybody and you know if we just give these people a fair fucking shake i mean my god the only race that matters in my mind is the human race we are you know whether you're an illegal immigrant or whether you are a U.S. citizen, or whether you are black, brown, white, yellow, in between, doesn't matter what you are. We are all members of the human race, and we need to care for one another. If somebody comes to your front door and says, help me, you know, you do your best to help them. You know, and Especially I'm not saying if you're that we a need fucking Christian. Otherwise, open borders. Nobody's saying that we need to have hypocrite. open borders and just let everybody Literally come nobody over. is saying that. You know, go through the process of legal citizenship. But the biggest part that I wanted to bring up from our little group chat that I had mentioned is like the reason why people aren't seeking out Border Patrol 
and, you know, ICE agents and stuff for seeking asylum and trying to gain legal citizenship here is because this they're fucking scared of them. I mean, no, the amount they're, of people, they're, they're, Josh, they're terrified not, of this it's shit. It's not working. The scare tactics are not working. They're still seeking them out. When they come, when they, but when they are this desperate. But do you know how fucking things have to no. be for you to be co- leaving a dangerous situation and willingly pushing, putting yourself into another dangerous situation of, you know, maybe getting shot by Border Patrol for running or getting, you know, your kids taken away and locked into a cage and still seeking these people out. As when like, these desperate well, They're coming to people, our front door yes. and they're saying, help me. What what happened to our humanitarianism where we said, no, fuck you. We're not going to help you. We're going to we're going to do this instead. And we you know need what? to yes. give people the benefit of the doubt, you know, go through our regular vetting procedures and stuff. But like we need to make it yes. more of a welcoming place of, you know, if you really are in danger and you're seeking asylum, if you're seeking asylum. Yeah. Even if you hop over a fence a few miles away from a port of entry, you hop over a fence, a border patrol agent stops you. Go, Please help me. They're legal. They can't. It's not a criminal act. Like we need this, to stop treating feeling, it like yeah. it's a criminal act. We need to help these people. They're they're seeking it's help, not, and we are it's obligated not even, to at least try to help it's them. It's not even that. It's just, oh man, I had somewhere that I was gonna go with this because it's such it's such a important issue, like. And nobody really knows how to talk about it as being, you know, the richest, most powerful country on the planet. We, of all people, should figure out how to solve this. And Europe has struggled a lot with um, immigration from the Middle East, from war-torn zones where people are literally fleeing for their fucking lives. It's bad down there, you guys. People don't walk 2,000 miles with their fucking baby child to get a job as a fucking, you know, picking weed, strawberries. Pick, or, exactly. You know, you know what up I'm saying? Labor at Home Depot, you know, like just whatever they end these, up doing, you know, working guys, in hotels is a huge thing. And you know thing. what? If that's what it was. Don't say illegal immigrant. Everybody who has ever come to the land, if you are in the continental United States right now, Every single human that has ever existed in the in the two thousand history two thousand year history two hundred that Jesus Christ uh beer three <laughs> two hundred thousand plus year history of modern humans as in you and me basic ass same brain level same connection modern humans you go back two million fucking years to our you everybody know like everybody is an immigrant ev- nobody in the continental United States is here because they were here first not a goddamn person that includes native so, populations they came over I think maybe 10 or 20,000 years before right. the uh, main uh Caucasoid, whatever term they like to use for the the white people coming over, right? And then of course fourteen ninety two and the yeah, all that bullshit. Um, everybody, um, there are no native humans to this part of the everybody, world. Everybody, you know, so everybody just, in this country is a fucking immigrant. Our country you know, was founded was one by fucking ago immigrants. Hundred generations ago, everybody's an immigrant to some degree. 
Um, which brings me <laughs> into my next bit on this list, which we were just talking about. I was trying to squeeze that in there while we were still on the topic of seeking asylum. Mm. My next bullet point here is a little thought that I had, and I want to get your feedback on this one for sure. I put, I have it. I'm, I seeking promise. asylum is not a crime, but making the path to citizenship more achievable and attainable is key to reducing illegal border crossings. Okay. So what are your thoughts on that? A lot. I mean, right now, we don't have, and because we're treating this as a criminal matter, we're clogging up our criminal courts. We, and if for, I love the rationale of treating this as a civil case. Still illegal, yes, but this is illegal. This is, so it's illegal in the sense that you're not supposed to do that, like, rolling past a stop sign or turning right on red when there was a sign or whatever, that's a civil infraction, and that's how we should treat it. If only for the fact that our justice system cannot handle the weight. If we treat every single fucking this is case... very true. I mean, the courts, the reason why ex- all these people are... You know, waiting so long for citizenship and years. all these people are—it's literally years. The courts we need are backed up asylum for so judges. Long. We need we need full-on asylum courts. We need to appoint people to these positions to take care of this and start processing these fucking cases. That's how to do it. Make it a legal process, but stop calling them we need illegal to people. It. We They're need to expedite not... it because it's taking too fucking long and the list is just getting longer and longer and longer by the day. Yeah, and I think that my that's my... a huge reason why a lot of people are not going the legal route and doing the illegal border crossing thing is because they're like, I don't have 10 fucking years to wait on my asylum case to go through. I don't even know? want to assume intentions on their part I don't want At to all. either, but I'm, I'm because speaking a lot from of a, these like, people, if I they was don't in their know. shoes, I, they I, don't know what the they're getting I into. Make. The, they don't know what they're getting into. The only vision that they have of America is the one that we all had as a kids and lost. You know, right. they don't understand Shining when Trump says, hill, yeah. when, the, when the current administration says we're going to be cruel and awful in hopes of deterring people from coming over here. Um, it doesn't bitch, solve the problem. Do you they're think still they're sitting over. down there with their fucking iPhone 10s on Twitter, sitting on the toilet like you all day, you fat orange fuck? No, these people don't know what's going on. They don't know that you're torturing kids in cages. And Jesus Christ, this was such a detour. But I kind of fucking love it. No, I mean, we've been getting really in-depth. Like, this has been... Oh, God, this is such a good episode. I'm going <laughs> to love listening back to this bullshit. Already. Um, moving on, on. Moving on to the next one. I've got uh, Marianne Williamson is a sassy bitch. And that was in response to... Uh, she went over her time... Or no, I don't, I don't think it was... She got she, a huge ovation. Yeah, I don't know what, if it was, was when it she went over one? her time. I think it was a matter of, like... Uh, she was trying to give feedback on something and she, she just clapped back really quick and had this fucking look on her face. And I did I do the diva snap? Was that when I did uh, yeah, it? Yeah. She had a moment. She had a, she had a moment. I did. I the, needed to flag the, the parts of this the, transcript. The, the, the diva snap in the Z formation. Yes. Exactly. 
Because I'm uh, I'm not that gay, but I am still gay. <laughs> um, so the next part of the debate was when they went into talking about the NRA and gun control and the shootings and stuff. So oh, Jesus. The uh, the next bit on here, I put uh, this is this is an opinion. I, I would love to get feedback on this. If you feel like I am incorrect, please tell me. I put mm. the NRA is not a nonprofit. It needs to be investigated. Fucking duh. Because I've been hearing reports and reading stories about how, like, the NRA is, you know, they're they're trying to get involved in other countries' gun laws. I mean, they were they were over there, you know, trying to lobby in fucking New Zealand after their shooting, and they were like preaching Second Amendment rights. I'm like, hey, dipshits! The Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution does not apply to other fucking countries. Okay, not only that, like and I'm gonna take a like a minute detour here because this go is, ahead. This is I, something I that came up in the I chat. Hear your thoughts on because this. you know what? Not only can you not apply the Second Amendment of the United States to other countries, you can't apply it to this fucking country because you know what the uni- <laughs> you know what the Second Amendment says? It says you have the right to bear arms within the context of a well-regulated state militia, okay? This is when the colonies were coming together. They were forming states. The states wanted to reserve their right to be able to defend themselves from the federal government if it were to be taken over by an asshole like Trump. They saw this shit coming, this was a state thing. This was like we need and to be able to defend has ourselves. Its roots. Every state had their own military. It has. We its don't roots. live that's in why that we have fucking the national world. Guard as well. I mean, exactly. that's the whole purpose of the national guard. Exactly. It's that's a federal thing, though. This is what I'm saying. But states don't need to defend themselves from other states or the federal government. So if you want to say you're gonna, you want the Second Amendment, I say okay, cool, fine. Every single one of the states needs to reinstate a very well-regulated state-by-state military. And to own a firearm, you have to enlist in that state military and serve. And you cannot carry that weapon outside of that context. You want the Uh, Second Amendment? That's what you're going to fucking get. Because that's what it protects. It does not protect a goddamn thing I feel like there needs to be a lot more, uh, not necessarily hoops to jump through. Responsibility, but responsibility a, overall. They, look at um, what they make you jump you to be through able to, to be able yourself. to drive a fucking car. Exactly, a you car have to is have a two thousand pound. A car. is a one you ton to hunk of metal. Insurance. You can kill people with that shit. You the, the law. I mean, I'm sorry. Like driving a car, you have to. You are required by law to have insurance in order to drive of a course. vehicle. But you don't have to carry insurance if you accidentally shoot someone and they decide to sue you back. I mean that. Shit. I mean, that's not even a thing for gun owners. But going back to what you were saying about the state militia thing, we have to look at the founders' initial intentions. I mean, they did not see a gun shooting 300 rounds a minute in 1770 fucking six. Okay. It was, you know, flintlock pistols and fucking muzzle loaders. (laughs) that took a minute and a half just to get a new fucking round into. Right. You know, if somebody's charging you and you just fired your shot and missed and they're within 300 feet of you, you're probably going to get fucking bayoneted before you have a chance to reload your gun. And this is the technology they were working with at the time. But the reason for it was because 
when the Redcoats were coming through and they had their armed militias, they were trying to go through and collect people's firearms and disarm the people. And George Washington said, fuck that shit. You know, we do not we need, need to be we able, need to, defend to, be able ourselves. to defend ourselves. If you get to have guns and use that as leverage towards us, we need to have the same leverage against you. So I'm very pro-gun in the sense that I feel like people who can prove they are responsible enough to own a firearm and exemplify that, yes, absolutely, you should be able to have one. But, you know, certain Outside restrictions of that, do need our, to be met. Our, uh, right now, but, you can I mean, be. You, you can literally you be the on the Amendment, fucking. That was the yeah. initial intent was to protect of ourselves course. from our government. Yes, but you I look just, at I how feel it's like the Republican side now. has just so bastardized it in a way that it's like every person, every individual has the right to own a gun, and it's like no, the mentally ill. Like, are we really going to give mentally ill people the right to own a firearm? Like, what's that going to do to our suicide rates? If people people who have literally a of mental on the problems, terrorist watch list, literally. Republicans can go to Walmart and buy a shotgun or a rifle. And there has been what three day legislation or whatever the fuck there's been legislation to say like, okay, hey, guys, maybe people who are in this country who might be ISIS shouldn't be able to buy a fucking rocket launcher at 7-Eleven. Is that a good idea? And they're like, no, 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 we can't do that. And I want to reiterate. Fuck you guys. I want to reiterate because there's not a single fucking person nobody out there is saying we need to go and collect all the guns and do a buyback program like australia did nobody is out there saying everybody has to give up their guns so that only the police and military have them that's right. not what we're saying what keep we're saying them but fucking need, earn them it's a privilege it's not a fucking right. right privilege you don't have a right to own a gun in this country i'm sorry guys it's not a fucking right it's a privilege you that you have to earn that's what the fucking uh it is an instrument bill of rights fucking it, am i i hope i'm getting that right i'm drunk that's what it fucking states. You earn the right to fucking bear if arms the if by can, enlisting if I can go to out service to your fucking drunk, country. If I can go out and get drunk and drive a car and I accidentally hit somebody in a crosswalk and kill them and they take away my right to drive, which, you know, I, I it's something that has fucking happened time and time again. Things like this have happened. If Driving a vehicle is a privilege and not a right in this country. Now, people will argue, oh, well, that's not in the Constitution. That's not in the Constitution. Whatever. They had fucking horses. Whatever. They didn't you see this shit. You are misinterpreting. You are literally cherry-picking the Second <laughs> Amendment. It does not mean that every individual citizen has the right to own a firearm. It was intended for state-run militias. Exactly. You're bastardizing what the Constitution says, and you're... You know, these people are out here, oh, just read the Constitution, read the con Yes, please, read the fucking Constitution for what it actually means. Don't cherry-pick it and twist it into what you think it means. Read it for right. what it was fucking intended for, is what we're trying to say. Nobody wants to take away your guns. We just want people who own guns to be responsible fucking people and to be able to prove that they are eligible to own a gun. And because you know what? Responsible gun owners are going to be right all to about that. Because I kill somebody in a crosswalk from a DUI, then people should not be able to own, like, you know, a, a vehicle 
is right. an they instrument of death license. if you use it incorrectly. Yeah. If you can use a gun responsibly, whatever. then sure, you can own one. Of course. But if you we don't want to, pr- if you can't prove that your mental health is fit enough to own one, then you should not be able to own a gun. Right. Fucking Domest- period. If you if you are have on a, a history terrorist of, watch list or yeah. a no fly list, you should domestic not be abusers. Able to own a fucking That's another gun. one. That's another law that the that we try to put through. People with history be, of violent yeah. crimes and shit, you know, they can yeah. take away your gun rights yeah. if you yeah. have, you know, Absolutely. felony ass, you know, felony assault shit. Nobody bats an eye about that. They take if away you your right to vote charges. when you go to fucking jail. Nobody like come on. You know, your right to vote is a constitutional right. And that is one I actually, there's people that are talking about, um, you know, giving felons the right to vote because like, you know, I, I have a felony on my record, but like, here's the thing. I've paid my fines. I've paid my fucking dues. I've served my time. Right. I am in a position where I am working and paying taxes in the United States. And I am of the belief that, you know, no taxation without representation. How come I'm getting charged taxes and I have to pay taxes, but I don't get to fucking vote in our elections? Right. Because I have a felony on my record. I'm working and paying taxes and I've already served my debt to society. It's just a felony charge that's hanging off my record until God fucking knows when. You know what I mean? And there's a whole process you have to go through and waiting you have to go. I think I believe it's a, a five-year period after serving your time before you can actually request to have it removed. That's five whole years. I don't get to vote in this presidential election, and I don't get to vote in the next presidential election. How unfair is that? I have to pay taxes in this country. I'm being taxed right. without being represented. We had, Which is we had literally a, we what a bunch this of fucking country. tea yeah. into the Boston Harbor <laughs> over this shit. This is Why literally is it, what this country Nobody's batting was an eye about on. it now. And I feel like the right to vote is more fundamental than the right to own a gun. You oh, know what I course. mean? That is a responsibility and a right that every American should have. You know, we take fucking jury duty more seriously than we do the right to vote in today's day and age. And I think that's bullshit. You know what I mean? Um, so anyway, <laughs> moving on from that. I had, um, oh, fuck. I had a note. Okay, we, were talking, we were talking about uh, uh, gun control and stuff. And... Uh, Amy Klobuchar had said something and one of the moderators had uh, responded to that and was going to move on. And, oh God, who was it that was standing next uh, to her? I don't know. Whoever it was remember. that was standing next to her was saying something and she just had this, like she had just Pete? gotten done talking about right. a child that had died due to gun violence and somebody was responding to that and she just had this weird fucking grin right. on her face. So I said, why the fuck Weirdest is Klobuchar smile. grinning after talking about sh- children getting shot to death? I, I felt yeah. the the need to make a point on that. I, I um I did like her input on the topic, but uh, her facial response right after was not. Right. It left something. It, it raised an eyebrow. I was a little weirded out by that. I was yeah. like, why are you fucking? Going I like right watching now? the facial expressions. It's fun. Yeah, no, it tells you a lot, and it's I the whole thing. Like it goes should. back to like body language <laughs> and stuff. You know, like you yeah. know, there's certain tells that everybody has as you know human beings. You know, if you look up and to the right, it means one thing. If you look down and to the left, it means another. Um, and there's ways mm. to tell if people are telling the truth or if they're just blowing smoke out their ass. Um, and I, I, I do think that body language is a very important thing for us to study and, you know, really, you know, use to keep our politicians and journalists honest because you can say anything you want, but it's very, very hard to hide your body language. Yeah. Um, so I think that's you very know, we can, true. We, I think I want to do an episode on that specifically, uh, body language and, you know, uh, how I do want to get things from primates I'm, and stuff carried I'm gonna over get, to humans. I'm, I am going to get biologists, uh, yes. evolutionary biologists in particular on, on the show for sure down the line. Uh, but 
Yeah, no, you can you can get a sense for who they really are and if they're faking it or not. If you just if you go back to your primal roots, certain body uh, it's, body language, it's, you know, it's not things. it's it's within all of us. It makes we it all so have it. much easier to really tell when somebody's bl- like just straight up bullshitting you. Because yeah, because there's a lot of people out there that can just. Yeah, I I would say people say that Trump is such a good liar. I don't think he is because he makes it so fucking obvious that he's lying and he's so fucking outrageous with his lies that most sane minded people see his lies and they're like, okay, yeah, I can see right the fuck through that. But it's very skilled liars that it makes it a lot easier for us to look out for is people that can tell a lie and lie to your face and you would think nonetheless, unless you really watch their body language and you can see these certain tells and be like, oh, wow, he's so full of shit. But they'll say these lies. They'll tell you right. these lies with such conviction that, you know, if you didn't know much about their body language, it, it would just, you know, even a lot of intelligent people, it would just go right over your head. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is something I do want to talk about. Uh, moving on, I put uh, my next bullet point was Governor Bullock is goddamn right about dark money controlling Washington. What are your thoughts on that? <sighs> course they do okay and this is the shit that makes me sound like a crunchy you know uh, watch out bernie supporters (laughs) it makes me sound like a crunchy liberal but i'm not um if i haven't been very clear i'm fiercely independent on everything and i treat everything issue by issue so oh man I, do, I almost don't know how to answer this because it's so obvious to everybody that there's so much fucking corruption across the board. There are parts where they go too far. Okay. So when the when the left goes after... <clears throat> excuse me. Companies like Monsanto or that no longer exists, which is now Bayer, or they go after va- vaccine manufacturers or whatever... That's not entirely legit when you look at what they're saying, what their claims are, what their concerns are. It doesn't line up. So I don't subscribe to the conspiratorial part. Clearly, quote, Big Pharma, uh, unquote, has some some influence here on you know, extortion and drug prices, and we have idiot assholes like Farmer Bro, whatever the fuck his name is, who's... Sorry, I muted myself out. I was (laughs) moving my mic stand. Um, Martin Shkreli, the the, the fucking smug-faced asshole that jacked up the price of... You uh, just want to throat punch him. Yeah, no. But, you know, when when you... If you go down that road, you inevitably get into... Uh, crazy conspiracy theories which lead to real world harm like people not vaccinating their kids or preventing uh, the introduction of life-saving crops to developing countries as we covered in uh, the Green Revolution. So we need, you know, and Norman Borlaug made this point in uh, in our first, the first Green nice Revolution. Callback. I know, right? Beautiful. Fuck. I love how this is I know. all tying in together. He's like, we need, we need the market. We need, we need the private sector 
to make these advancements to they compensate need to step up for, because we cannot yes, rely on government and it's, to no, make all these decisions. No, but it's both. It's, it's like, both. It's all. It's the private there sector. There needs to be cooperation between and both. the educational sector. We need, we need universities and institutions and stuff to be investing in this. So, uh, that's beer number four. My dog is distracting me, and we're almost at two hours. But this has been fucking Woo. great. I love it. Uh, but. But yeah, dark money in politics, fucking obviously. Fucking obviously the Koch brothers have fucking influence. If you want to talk about climate change deniers and why nothing has passed there and why we have, you know, uh, basic bodily autonomy fucking rights trying to be taken away from women and you have, you know, the LGBT community under attack and you have all these fucking different things. These are influence groups. These are powerful groups of people with lots of money that can buy the laws. Literally, this is not a fucking democracy anymore, you guys. They can literally buy a law to give them more money. How the fuck are we going to put up yeah, with that? No, the, the only reason have taken over yes, the same way the, the cartels have taken over in Mexico. It's just the government does not answer to the people anymore. It answers to the corporations. It answers to the highest bidder. And you know and what? It's all bullshit. this shit has been under the table the whole fucking time. It's been in the dark, in closed rooms. We didn't get to see this and shit. All this for, we suspected now to it light. is coming to fucking light, and the fucking uh, chickens are come to roost or whatever the fuck. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I loved. Uh, I loved uh, when so, our president that we don't talk about when somebody asked him about. The prospect of him kind of being indicted we after he left. We've been talking about him a fucking lot. But I, I figure it's only fair. <laughs> this is our our debates and election stuff. I feel like we can make an exception for that. For yeah, our, it's it's our, contextually relevant. Yes. No. When the, when they asked him uh, about when uh, Mueller said that he could be indicted after he left office, he's like, "No fake news, never happened." Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And um, I'm just like, no. Like, excuse oh, me, Mr. God, President, that, that was on TV. <laughs> right. We all saw it. <laughs> Oh, oh shush, Jesus! Doggy, shush, yeah. doggy. Uh, um, oh, you know what? This the, the uh, talking about yeah. uh, the campaigns and stuff and integrity in government. It kind of ties into my next bullet point. I really, 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 really like this one. Um, I put for the following one: public funding for campaigns and limiting the chokehold that businesses have over Washington is fundamental to passing more effective legislation. And keeping campaigns honest and fair. Okay, who the fuck said that? I forget who it was, but I heard it and I had to write it down. It was you know it's what? not word for word, but it was uh, kind of my interpretation uh, of it. You know what? That's that's Yang's platform. He's the first yes. one that came out of the gate with that shit. That's democracy dollars. What, I, I, I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, Marianne Williams. I think yeah. it was Marianne Williams. Mary Ann She's a, she's Yang Gang, bro. She's yeah, running no. for she's running for fucking president. She's Yang Gang, which yeah, is no, crazy. I really like. I really like that they're kind of like. There's a lot of the candidates that are like kind of side. They're all brushing like, elbows really... and giving each other's hugs. They pretend to be like I. So good because, I like, agree with you need. so much, except for this tiny thing. I'm gonna pretend to be mad. They all love each other, and we love them all. They're all great in their own way, you know. All right, so uh, I'm checking that but, one off uh, the list there. Yeah. <laughs> um, my next one was. Uh, they asked a question about um they asked Senator Warren mm. about her 
stance that she had made saying that she is a capitalist and whether her making that stance about being a capitalist was to try and distance herself from Bernie's stance of I'm a democratic socialist. And horrible do you think that socialism is too my 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 whole next thing was define socialism is socialism too extreme because my my take on this is that a lot of people on the right are just throwing these words around arbitrarily oh you're a you're a communist or oh you're a socialist and i'm like i think it's so funny because they'll call you a communist and a socialist in the same breath and i'm like if you know what either of those things mean truly you would not be lumping them together because they are very, very systematically different. Right. One in which it's meaning, like you know, meaning authoritarian nobody's... versus libertarian. You know, it's when you look at the the political spectrum of left, right, authoritarian, uh, libertarian, they're, they're totally not even the same thing. And I think that we need to make people understand that no, socialism is not communism. Socialism and, also doesn't work. I mean, yeah, a you know, real, real socialism, real socialism does not work. work. But I, I don't yeah, understand why we cannot grasp out. the idea that like some Words aspects of socialism, not overthrowing everything and making it all socialist. I mean, that's obviously not the answer. But some aspects of socialism, like the idea of a uni- universal basic income, or you know. I'm not. I'm not saying that that is a socialist idea. It's you know, but like no, no, no. universal th- health care is, is these are as an often, and um, uh, and Rio makes this point a lot about the. We don't distinction. need to be scared of it. We you know we need yeah, to muddy I'm, the waters. Why uh, do we have to have these hardline things of oh I'm a these oh, are I'm no a this is this is whatever. something uh, that that Rio's been very helpful in being clear about because he he clearly defines what these terms mean. And the distinction between what these people now who are calling themselves democratic socialists is completely separate. Like, does it's not legitimately socialist ideology, and it it differs from social democracies. So when we right, talk of, right. when we talk about other democratic nations around the world who have universal coverage and very good social safety nets. We're not talking about socialism. We're talking about social democracy. And that's how it should have been framed. This was a huge fucking mistake on Bernie's part to label himself a socialist because Jesus, what are what are you doing? No, but no. Suicide. Honestly, I feel like in suicide. I feel like in two thousand six. Yeah, two thousand sixteen. Like that was what lost him. Like that. That's literally the only reason. Because he came out as a democratic socialist, and everybody just went, "Ooh, I don't like that." Uh, I don't like look that at, word. Look at uh, who is the most. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. They didn't see, look at it from his policy. I'm gonna see if I can. Like a face uh, value standpoint, <laughs> just like, ooh, socialism. I don't like that. Like, no. Like, look into it. Like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. A little bit of socialist <laughs> ideals on top of a democracy can help make that democracy it's, run. It's not even more It's not even it's a like socialism thing. It's just. It's just true democracy. Like we can take aspects of other but, other methods of government. <laughs> I want. I want to do a pop quiz, boing or whatever. I'll put in a noise there. Maybe if I don't feel lazy, which I 
likely very will. Ooh. Who do you think is the most hated person in Congress right now? Aside from Mitch McConnell, because oh, most fuck, hated person in Congress. His, yes, among among Ooh. Republicans. Oh, that's a that's an extra hint. Okay, does it have to be does it have to be a Republican or or can it be anybody in Congress? No, no, anybody in Congress that Republicans oh. think is are is the worst thing to I ever mean, happen to I mean, obviously Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, obviously. You win. And why? Not because she has fucked up ideas. No. A lot of her ideas are good. It's because she called herself a fucking socialist. She, you can't yeah, she you put can't. herself in the fucking crosshairs. You can't and, do that. She's yeah. cute. She's young. She's fun. She dances. But and I mean, here's Latina, the thing: even before, even before she said what she you said about, you can't do that. You can't. Call even yourself before a that, Republicans <laughs> just hated her because she was young, and they're like, "Oh, tell this child to get out of here. Send her back to bartending." No, it was no, just, no, no, no. I don't know. I just they. No, that's the bullshit that came on the side. It's oh, the socialist thing. Because otherwise she was just another person in Congress. So, but it was the fact that, that she labeled herself the, as a socialist. So we're doing this so perfectly yeah. because it's tying into my next <laughs> bullet point here. Um, when oh, I asked previously, great. define socialism. Is socialism too extreme? You did answer that. Pure socialism. Absolutely, yes, it is. True but, socialism. True socialism. Correct. Yeah. But like communism. I put on it's here like for when my you next do it one, correctly, it. Goes really, really wrong. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Intent. It's a. It's the Bernie effect. It's like there are some good intentions, but in practice, it's a really bad idea. Like fifteen dollar minimum wage. Oh, it sounds great uh, for everybody, but when you actually I love put it it. In practice, it fucks a lot more people than it helps. Oh, fuck me. I love it. Okay, um, go. Next bullet point here. I put. Bernie Sanders is not extreme so much as he has, or so much as he is misunderstood. And I don't mean that he's misunderstood by his supporters. I mean that he himself is misunderstood about how certain things work. Right. He doesn't. I know that's bold of me to say, but I, I, I will still say it. I think that Bernie Sanders overall is misunderstood I, because, I think know, like the, I said, with the $15 minimum <laughs> wage. I think the right word is ignorant. Ignorant. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go intentions, so far to say ignorant. That's in, fine. Intentions, great uh, he's knowledge, a nice, sweet old man, great. and he wants to help people yeah. go to college and get health care. How can you hate that? You know, he I, wants to help people. It's, it's just that his his method, his approach of doing so is not going to work. And no, he needs to open up his fucking ears and understand that. Yeah, he, um, no, so that was yeah. that was my next point. <laughs> I want to start zipping through these because we're I, I have four or I'm sorry I have three left. I'm we're getting close to the end of this list oh, here. Oh Jesus, we're two hours in. You realize this is longer than the actual Andrew Yang episode we did. Yeah, now, but this is so good. I'm having this is fun. great. This is great. I'm gonna do the, We're gonna do the same list thing tomorrow. I'm gonna go through the whole debate and I'm just gonna list some important <laughs> points. And you know we'll what, guys, I want to try do. Yeah. I want to try and do less than twenty because I don't want to have another. I don't want to have like a four-hour episode. I want to try and cap it about two, two and a no, half no, no, hours no, for you no, guys. No, but no, no, yeah. Ro- I mean, it'll Rogan go long, but like I don't want to. I don't want to take up good. your guys's entire fucking uh, day. You know what I mean? They can pause and come back later. Oh, always. no! But this is a good point that like this is the first time that Josh and I have had this freedom 
in sitting it's down. It's so nice cause because I can literally, when we're done here, I can just go can next just door like and go to bed. I don't have to go all the way away. back to fucking Sorry Vista. <laughs> uh, so, yes, this is great news for the show and uh, great news for the future. We're going to be, we're gonna be tomorrow doing a lot gonna more be stuff great. together. I was, yeah. I was I'm literally... so excited for Yang tomorrow. Fuck. Right? I was just like... Oh, I've been waiting like, for this for over a month. <laughs> I was just like, boys, come over to my house. We'll watch the debates. We'll record like a the five, last time, five, ten minute thing covering tonight's debate. We were and then tomorrow my, uh, we'll record the rest of the episode. And I was just like, okay, now this is a whole... Thing. God, it was so long ago. It was when we recorded our first uh, Andrew Yang centered episode. That was the one that we did at my house, my my apartment in yeah, Sierra Vista, mm, and we no. had watched the debates beforehand, wasn't it? No, we did we, something. We, it was around that time we, that we recorded, were talking about it. Uh, it something. Our, our first episode, uh, science communication, was was recorded at your place because it was the, the science entire... communication one because that was when we had Martimer. We, we yes. The but entire beforehand, Wi-Fi we had in the just watched the debates around that time, and I was like, it was before I even started packing and everything. Like my, we had our little recording sign out in front of my door and everything. We were so excited. We recorded yeah. at my place. Um, but God, it was like so long. It was a whole month ago were the last debates. A little over a month. I know. And now here we are coming time back. Like it weird. seems like it's oh my gosh, it seems like it's been forever. Um, <laughs> so anyway, going back to my list here, I have three oh, more points Jesus. to make. Wrap it up. They're getting impatient. They might have to pee. You don't. Although, if they have, headphones, I mean, like they, they can can't take them pee to with the potty with on. them. I'm sorry. I mean, I'll do it. I I wear headphones all day at work, and if you don't, you should. If you can't, right? It's it's the it's best wonderful. way to interact with the world. Luckily, my boss is cool. He I, I he I don't think he would mind me uh, listening on <laughs> listening to a podcast quietly while I'm working. I mean, I can play my music and stuff too without too much uh, contest. So I mean, that's. And it's, it's cool because nice. he doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> right, right. No, maybe he doesn't can, have time. Maybe, maybe one day he'll so listen he back to this and it will be funny. More than just, you know, in passing when he us <laughs> recording. Um, so my next point uh, I made was I, I made a note of the fact that people were dodging questions. Not so much as they were during the first debates, but I did notice um, I put down here. Warren cannot answer the capitalist question honestly. And this was going back to her talking about her statement where she was reiterating the fact that she was a capitalist and they were asking her whether that was to separate her from Bernie Sanders and identifying as a democratic socialist and whether she was trying to distance herself from that stance. She, I, I made this note because she didn't, answer that di- that very directly she was kind of beating around the bush i felt like no when she she was kind of squirrely about it yeah like, yeah um, she was not yeah I don't and know. if if you listen if you would have asked it stood out to me yeah it stood out to if me you would have asked responded. andrew yang that question you would have gotten the most awesome answer ever which i is, really hope that you know yeah. they, they they call him out on something he said like you know i just i keep going back yeah. to the, that video of like you know they were asking you know, the difference between when they were asking, like, oh, uh, P- Mayor Pete, what's your favorite swear word? And he was like, oh, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's appropriate for us to say. And then they asked Andrew the same question. And without missing a beat, he was just like, fuck. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> because it's versatile and whatever whatever it was he said. He was just so quick, great. quick to answer it. It's just like, you know, that's the kind of guy I want to be president. <laughs> like, we don't need to walk on eggshells around... S- Seriously, we're going to walk on eggshells around <laughs> swear words when we have a president that br- bragged about grabbing women by the pussy. 
And that came to light during oh, the fucking, man. you know, during the debates in 2016 and people still fucking voted for him. Like, I don't think I, uh, saying the F word <laughs> is as big a transgression Mayor as Pete's a raping sweet. a fucking 14 year old okay. with Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. 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 Mayor Pete is a, is a sweet young Southern boy. Yeah, he's got his Christian some, values. I can see why credit. he was probably I would, not I would say give it. him cuddles. Oh, did I mention earlier? I said this in the group chat, and I said it to you in the backyard that we now share. Mayor Pete had some fucking big dick energy. Oh fuck yeah, he did. He brought that shit to the table tonight. I, he made some really good points. Yeah, I was not a fan of Mayor Pete before. I had, I. Had, uh, Everybody just this, assumed. Oh, I was we're saying, the gay oh, guys. He doesn't have any. The gay guys. He doesn't like, have any no, good policy proposals, yeah. and he's literally just running on charisma, saying, "Oh, I'm gay. Vote for me." Like he didn't really have any fucking <laughs> no, like I mean, really strong his, his origin you know, story ideas to bring to I, the table. But um, I he's kind of pulling right it together. I I he's pulling it together and really clarifying his stance on a lot of shit. I like. I feel like I feel like his uh his campaign might be analogous to Mindwave and to where he's like, I really want to do this at the beginning. And then he's like, Oh fuck, how do I do this? And then he's like, Oh, I'm doing it. And then he's like, oh, kind of fuck. figuring it out along yeah. the way, which I mean, I, I Andrew totally Yang is doing what we're doing. Thing. Andrew Yang is doing the same, the same thing. He did the same thing. You know, he, he had mentioned yeah. like, you know, okay. Yeah. Like, even though he didn't have a lot of time to talk last time, like, now, like, he's getting his feet wet, and he acknowledged that, like, you know, he's never done this before, and now he kind of knows, out, now that he's experienced right. it, how a debate works, and that he's going to have to really, like, nudge his way into the conversation his if email he wants was to be great. heard, you know? And you know what? CNN is not going to shut his fucking mic off. They were very no, fair. That was the very, one I, thing. Yeah. They, they were, were on that shit really where they, oh, saying. the breakdown by the minutes, if you can find the minutes of who spoke the most, it is way more fucking even because they went out of their way to like bounce back and forth between people and allow mm, excuses allow rebuttals and stuff which is crucial Uh, but when it got too off the rails they're like shut that shit down and they're like no moving on senator next question something that i want to do know, which um, is i want to i want to everybody got a chance to speak i'm thinking about this right now i just got an idea of how we were initially going to do both uh both nights in one episode and then we kind of dragged this out <laughs> it's been a while now we're going to do each night in its own so episode i think ago. we should break it into three and i want to do night one night two and then our overall follow-up and uh, in the third with one, the interviews and yeah. voicemails on that one. We, yeah, and I want to put I our like interviews and voicemails on that one so we have more time. We can maybe wait like a week before we release it so we can mm. uh, get a lot of voicemails and a lot of emails and thoughts collected. Yes. And what I want to do is I want I like to... this idea. Before the end of today's episode, I want to try something because now we have Michael as our Twitter manager. I want people mm. to add us on Twitter. I will plug the handle and everything in the end of the show. At and I Mind want Wave to podcast. at Mindwave Podcast, <laughs> and I want to create <laughs> a hashtag. Twitter. We'll come back to it here. We're going to discuss it, yes. and then we'll come back. But I want to create a hashtag, mind hashtag Mindwave debate coverage or something. We'll we'll mm. we'll iron out the details, and I want people. We got to get a millennial to come. We want come people to tweet with that hashtag, and I want to read. <laughs> Your tweets uh, on our third installment of our uh, Dem Debate 2 coverage. 
Oh. Um, so I kind of want to, I want to get people's feedback on that as well as the voicemails and our interview and everything. Cause I mean, this is all about involvement with our base. Right. So that's what we want to do. Um, I, don't, I have two I don't, more. Oh my God. Really? Two more. Come on. We're almost okay. there. We're, home stretch. we're almost two there. More. We're, we're over the you two hour mark. The you know edge that, of your right? Seats. This has been longer than the Andrew Yang episode. And we're fucking killing it right now what a way to come back from our <laughs> oh, my almost man. two week hiatus was, of not doing uh, shit with the show um coming well, in here balls to the I, wall right I now did, but um <laughs> well it's it's my time to take the driver's seat okay, i get to drive okay. now for a minute you've been you've okay. been pulling all the weight for two weeks it's my time to I'm, shine i'm gonna sleep in the back seat you, right, you right, finish right, sleep your in story the back seat. it's okay i'll put on some music daddy will drive us home we got this <laughs> <laughs> um my next bullet point was being straightforward with the people is imperative in a time when the president lies so much. And I forget who made that point of, uh, I think it was Amy Klobuchar or Man- Marianne Williamson. Uh, mm-hmm. One of our, one of our lady candidates had mentioned something about the president has lied over 10,000 times. Oh yeah. And it's, it's so very obvious. important to just be, I think it was, maybe it was Warren. God, I just, even know. even doing this immediately I after the debate, I'm still forgetting who the fuck said what. Right. I need to tomorrow. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put who said what in my bullet points so that I can <laughs> remember and we can do actual callbacks to that shit. Situation going. Um, but uh, so what? Mm. What are your what are your thoughts on you know people people's stance on being as uh, clear and transparent? Um, in the face of, you know, all these lies and deception of, you know, the super far right that we've been receiving and this, you know, like Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and all these Republicans oh, just blindly man. digging their fucking heels in supporting the president. Um, somebody it's... had made a point talking about like, you know, um, you know, people are going to look back in history and how these representatives defied their party's values in favor of supporting a tyrannical president. And that's, they're going to look back on that negatively in 20, 30 years. And we're going to see that. Um, What are your thoughts on that stance? What are your thoughts on that idea? I mean, unlike which side, because it's so, this is where I'm at. It's so fucking obvious. If you're paying attention, it's so obvious when people are lying it's that people are paying attention. You can tell if somebody's being genuine or if they're delivering delivering you some spam canned fucking bullshit that they prepared beforehand. You can tell if they're giving a speech or talking to you like a goddamn human being. Most people have this quality innate in them. And when it comes to the most corrupt pieces of shit like Mitch McConnell, who is just... If I had to name an absolute worst He looks like a turtle planet, and he's a complete and total not, fucking chicken shit. No, it's not even about his appearance at all. Just blind or his support age. for no the, reason. If I had to pick most horrific, despicable piece of shit human being it wouldn't be donald trump it wouldn't be jeffrey epstein it would be fucking mitch mcconnell he is he knows single-handedly caused so much fucking suffering for his own goddamn 
I want to center. I want to get some feedback from Fucking people who um, bank he's cowards. the uh, he's the Jesus. um Alabama, right? Is Mitch McConnell's territory? Is that is that where he's? Jeez. Was it Alabama? Jesus, I think it's Alabama. I, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it's Alabama. Let's, but um, there's a <laughs> Kentucky? huge no, it's Kentucky. Siri, no. I don't have that turned on. Okay, Google. I think it's Kentucky. Is it Where Kentucky? Where is Senator Mitch McConnell representing? Drumroll. That, that was helpful. <laughs> Where's I don't know where my bitch. God damn it! Um, phone. No, I don't want to. Is it that. Kentucky? I thought it was Kentucky. I don't know. What state does Senator Mitch McConnell represent? I th- am I being statist? Can, oh, Kentucky. Kentucky. Oh, yeah, you're right. I thought bitch. it was Alabama. I knew it was oh, one of those fucking bitch. yeehaw states. Oh, I anyway, got it. Anyway, I got guys. it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. Um, I love you, Alabama. But there's a huge thing going on where, like, um, we saw a lot of the stuff with, like, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez uh, unseated the gentleman that had been there for fucking ever and was right. just outwardly oppressing the people of his district and not representing them. And she ran on this basis of, like, hey, I'm from here. I work here. I'm going to actually fucking represent you. And that was a huge part of her right. appeal with uh, her base. And there's another, you know, group of people in uh, Kentucky that are doing the same thing for Mitch McConnell, basically like saying, look, you don't fucking represent us and you haven't in a long um, time. We're going to unseat yeah. you. No, Amy McGrath is I running don't, for his I, seat. Yes, it was Amy McGrath. I yeah, have I was not, trying to remember her fucking name. Uh, I, it's... <laughs> Been a long night, long day. Um, I don't have that in front of me. We don't have a Jamie yet. Uh, we we don't have Joe Rogan money, so we we don't have somebody to Google that in the background for you. I'm gonna Amy McGrath. Right she's gonna, uh, she's uh, running for Mitch McConnell's seat. She's a veteran, and Josh will have more information. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm pulling so it up right bad. Now. Uh, just her, just her Wikipedia yeah. page for those of you who have not heard of her. Uh, just we need little... to get this motherfucker out of office. So Amy we McGrath, we need to, and she, Jesus is Christ, Kentucky people, get Mitch McConnell nailed. out of office. Jesus, fucking same with Christ. Lindsey Graham. Fuck He's Lindsey up. Graham too. He's a piece of shit. Also, uh, God, I cannot fucking stand <laughs> Lindsey Graham. Uh. I just I, I I don't go on. Oh, so anyway, just the the little tidbit from Wikipedia here before I move on to our very last bullet point of this long yes. ass list that we've been dragging out. Amy M. McGrath Henderson is an American former Marine fighter pilot and political candidate. She was the first female female <laughs> Marine Corps pilot to fly it. the F A eighteen on a combat mission. McGrath served for twenty years in the Marine Corps, during which time she flew eighty nine combat missions, bombing Al Qaeda and the Taliban. And she is running as a Democrat married to Eric Henderson. And this is literally just what I pulled up when I Googled Amy McGrath on my phone here. In other um, words, she's a badass She's a bitch. badass. She's basically she's a badass like bitch. Uh, Martha McSally that didn't, want, <laughs> didn't win her position as a consolation prize after John McCain fucking croaked. Um, and Wait, yes, what? I will say that I fucking hate. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get it. the I didn't get the the red string from those the red string no because that was the whole thing uh fucking what was her name the uh 
the blonde lady that ran for the Senate here in this last election, this last midterm that we had that just barely won the, um, fuck, what was her name? So disconnected. Oh. Kirsten Cinema. Yes. Kirsten Cinema yes. had like just barely won. And yeah. then after a recount, I think. Yeah, after a recount, she like, like just no, she barely lost. won by like and a cunt like, hair. Oh, she wait. won. <laughs> and um, Martha McSally uh. lost that race with her. And then fucking John McCain dies. And then she gets the position basically as a goddamn consolation prize. And I'm like, you know what? You guys want to, you, your whole fucking party wants to talk about participation awards. I'm like, that's your whole goddamn position. The only reason you got it is because Ugh. fucking McCain croaked. Like, fuck Sad. you. Sad. Um, I, <laughs> so yeah, Amy McGrath, and like that was her whole thing is that like a lot of her ads that she ran were like, oh, I served and I flew fucking jets and I was, you know, I'm a patriot right. and all this bullshit, you know, playing to the fucking heavy military support base and fucking bleh, bootlicker to the max. <laughs> anyway, you know, I would never, I would never, you know, disparage her for her service, but I mean like that should not be the only fucking reason we vote for you is because you served in the military. Oh, like what not. the we fuck need, are you going to bring to the table? Like need, I don't care if we need you were to hear the first, from her more. if you were the first female, yeah. whatever in the army Marines, whatever, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like what the fuck are you bringing to the table? Yeah. Um, and that no, was, that sure. was my big, it, issue honestly, it doesn't, if in my mind, yes, we do need to hear that. But at the same time, it doesn't matter because we're talking about replacing people as it's, toxic uh, and horrible as Donald fucking politics. Trump. No, Josh, I'm saying literally you could, uh, be super unethical and, uh, start some like weird lab where you experiment with chimpanzees and re remove 75% of their brain and see if they could still function. That would be a better president than Donald Trump because at least it wouldn't fuck anything up. You know what I'm saying? Anything is better than him, which is why the democratic field is so crazy We're gonna get and chaotic. Angry emails from PETA like, "Oh, you shouldn't <laughs> endorse people to experiment on animals, you horrible fuckers!" <laughs> like, oh god. <laughs> All right, you so know what I'm saying? Anything is better than Mitch McConnell. I don't anything. care who it is. Put Jeb like, Bush in charge of that fucking. fucking I like, would say fine. I'll take Jeb. Over this, these fucking cunt. people that are just silent, they're like they're you know the president goes out and says like all oh, these white nationalists, they're very fine people, like what? And then <laughs> you know that was a horrible impression. I you you all know that I can do better than that. I was fucking. It's like been almost three hours. It's it's <laughs> been a long night. Anyway, let's wrap sir, this shit up. I have one more point to make yeah, on my silly little list that I made one? here. Just it's okay. the last one. Okay, go. And it's a funny one. Uh, it just it stood out to me. <laughs> You don't have to yell, Bernie. <laughs> he does. <laughs> oh, we need to do, do, we need to dismantle the banks and you do the better impression. I just do the do I'm the not funny thing. I'm please, I am not going to do my Bernie do impression Bernie on the podcast. The first time no. that he did his Bernie impression, <laughs> Michael and I fucking lost it because it was so fucking good he sounded just like him and no, i was like i i do vocal uh, impersonations i do not share them generally. i like doing i like it started doing, as a I karaoke like doing the ones thing that i'm really and, good uh, at like you know uh, i can do a evolved. good clinton i can do a good bush i can normally <laughs> do an okay trump uh i just yeah i like i like doing my little impersonations of people <laughs> i have to be but pretty your, Bernie, drunk. your bernie's really fucking yeah cool. i have, have to be shot. come on throw it in Let's i have to it. be pretty drunk to do bernie 
You know what? I tell you what. I will uh, make him. I will make him do the um, the Bernie impersonation, oh, or Jesus. I will make him read something as Bernie, and we will put it in the after show, and that will Boom. be how that will be how you guys get to hear his amazing Bernie impersonation. Jesus. Is uh, throw Give us a, me dollar a dollar on Patreon. <laughs> Put a dollar in his fucking uh, G-string. I am still not committing to doing the Bernie impression. It's bad. Come on. No, it's great. I love oh, it. Jesus. We'll fix it in post. Whatever. I'll, I'll have to. It'll s- be primo I'll- <laughs> after show content. It'll bring us more I'd listeners. I'd have to Come like. On, please. I can't riff. I'd have to like script it. We'll script it. We'll, we'll write you something out. Jesus. I'll be Bernie's Take speech some- writer and I'll, I'll throw something together for Just, you to read. Uh, if, if there, I'll, um, we'll do it. Find one of those robots that reads a thousand hours of something <laughs> and get them to read a thousand hours of Bernie's speeches and make me. Okay, where are these bots? Okay, because I want somebody you see to these stupid fucking memes we'll all the we'll time, and they're like, <laughs> "We we taught a robot to read a thousand hours of what? Where's the fucking robot? Where can I get that robot? I want that goddamn robot. I think it's all made up. I was gonna but- say we could do it like a um." Like a, a oh, Saturday Night Live or like Dana Carvey show style sketch where uh, like they did the uh, the waiters disgusted by food in the Dana Carvey show back in 1996. And it was the first time that um, fuck, what was his name? Uh, Steve Carell and uh, the old host, uh, Stephen Colbert. Steve Carell and Stephen Colbert were they did the scene together of waiters that are disgusted by food and they were reading the menu and just like gagging the whole time and it just got progressively worse. But the thing that they did when they were talking about it, I watched a um, a little documentary on it on the show and how badly it failed. And they were talking about how like they had written what the menu was for each other beforehand, but they didn't let each other see it until they read it. So their reactions were in real time and they had to write the most ridiculous thing. I kind of want to do that for you is I want to write the most ridiculous Bernie speech, just a little like two minute tidbit for you yeah, to do. Use and like make all it as the outrageous keywords as fucking possible and sound as stereotypically <laughs> like Bernie and just have you read it in his voice and see how uh, long you can fucking keep composure. Great. But I like your idea of having one of these bots write a Bernie. We could do both. <laughs> Deep we'll do fake it both. status. I don't yeah. think those bots exist. I think people just write that shit and they're trying to be uh, Yeah, funny. I think they just write those. I don't know. If they do, if there is actually <laughs> hey, AI bots that wrong. do this, like prove us wrong. Yeah. Please send us an where, email. Where are these robots that read a thousand hours? Email watch us a this thousand script. Hours Tell us to watch a thousand hours of Bernie friends shit. Friends or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's always, there's a million of those goddamn memes. We trained so. a robot to watch thousand stupid i think it's Dude, funny is that i figured was that, that was perfect yeah that was the last of it i wanted to oh, end it on a lighter yeah, note so that's yeah, we finished my ridiculous studio list of audience shit. Of i'm gonna try and keep my bullet points limited Andy. since our talking uh our talking points in between went on went on so long but i really like that we got really in depth we covered a lot of fucking topics uh, i like doing yeah. this bullet point shit i want to do this as a regular thing for our political episodes and you know what? We can do uh, big-ass, fucking long-ass episodes like this. We're like uh, two and a half hours, I think. We can do this shit with us, and then when we bring people on for interviews, we can kind of be more mindful of people's time. God damn it, I just did it. Oh, so Be many. mindful of our so time. Many, oh, so many of We're you tr- people. He tries right now. so hard. Uh, I don't. It's not. He listens uh, to Sam. Uh, what was stop. it? Stop. So many of you are going to be like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. Quit ripping uh, him off, Jenner. I'm not. Uh, 
He's not trying to. He's I, really, it's just I'm, like slip I, of the tongue. Inspired, but I, I'm consciously telling myself we not need to, to use we need phrases to come up like with, that. Like, I, like housekeeping is another thing that whenever we... we it, oh, we're do I can't call it housekeeping. We can't, we can't do it. Just like, just like, oh. and this is, we are well into after show territory now. Just like, I will never call this a pod. Sorry, it's oh, it's people do that. No. Oh yeah. Oh. God, that's such a yuppie fucking pod. thing to say. Yes. Oh yeah, man. You should check out my pod, bro. No. Uh, and <laughs> and shut and up. don't shit because a lot of people <laughs> they shorten their URLs to things like moving forward pod. <laughs> Oops. Ooh, I just I, I I'm sorry. I'm calling you guys. I think <laughs> pod is stupid. I think no, uh, but they wrong. they don't. They're not like. Then on the show they're not like yeah last week on the pod, you know. And oh okay, so it's of, not to that uh, extent. Yeah, okay. I was. It's I, it's the podcast equivalent of being a douche tuber where you're just being uh, like, oh bro, smash that subscribe button, you Eggs, guys. And if you like this video, you got it. You nailed it. Fucking Jesus, that you got shit it. Needs to stop. <laughs> no, they don't do that, but a lot of people shorten it in the URLs. And uh, I love Pod Save America, which is found fucking fantastic i don't even like the word podcast honestly which is why i don't include it in the show name <laughs> but yeah Boy. i don't like pod it's it's it irks me <laughs> yeah well <laughs> anyway. i'm i think we've given them more than enough con- i was expecting this to be like an hour we're now at like two and a half i want to wrap this up so uh, any, you know uh, what josh what we can do because i was going to say we can just release this all at once tonight and just put it out there in the ether or we can find it. We can listen back to this and find an earlier place, a good place to chop it, and then make the rest of this after show content. No, I um, like I like this as a full episode. As I a really, full, I, just natural. No, because flow. like here's the I thing. Like I too. I love that we I mean, did this the way that we did yeah. because we went exactly in the direction that I wanted to for our political based stuff. Like you know, I one of our one of our main things is that like you know when we do and it kind of fell into place because with him doing the. Uh, um, Fuck, I forgot the name of our last show that we did with Prakash and with uh, the Green Revolution. The Green Revolution. It worked out perfectly that I was moving and you took the reins on the Green Revolution. I wanted to kind of take the reins on these uh, political episodes. Mm-hmm. And I loved having your input. It was great. It made the conversation really, uh, really poignant and perfect. Yes. Um, but I really, band. especially yeah. around the main events, like the debates and stuff. And once, once we have... The primaries finished and we have, uh, a, you know, we have a nominees, you know, selected on both sides. You know, I really want to <sighs> go in depth and get these, you know, I want our coverage to be really, really, really in depth and get our feedback and get a lot of, you know, uh, listener feedback as well. So I think doing this long form thing is going to be. Uh, I like it. I, I, <laughs> I like mean, it. I like it, too. And a lot of people and like, like you it. said people can pause it's and not pick it up for, later it's it's kind of esoteric like a we lot can of people do, i think what we'll do but people is we'll are getting into audiobooks the, um, and stuff too and like audiobooks we'll do are like this 12 one hours and tomorrow nights we'll do this one in tomorrow night's long form and give a, a long drawn out like kind of explanation mm-hmm. of what we thought about the debates but because we pretty much covered every topic that they did without asking the same questions that they did during debate the debates and giving our own right. you know feedback and stuff like a lot of people do um we still gave our feedback and got our, our thoughts out there on it and did it in a long form way. But I'm thinking the third episode, okay. I, I want to do this in a three part thing. So sure. we'll do night interviews one, and voicemails night two. And then I'm thinking night, t- night three, we'll keep it a little shorter and keep it out there. So that way, you know, if you 
don't feel like listening to two and a half hours of us droning <laughs> on about fucking politics because like people like my mom don't like talking about politics. And it's like, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but can't make it drink as much as I want people to listen and get politically involved. Some people just don't fucking want to hear it over and over and over and listen right. to this long drawn out bullshit because they're tired of hearing about it. Um, I think we're bringing I think we could do you know spice to it maybe yeah no I think so too <laughs> but I think you know I also want to cater to those who maybe don't want to like you know people like me who don't want to listen to a super long form podcast right. all at once and give the fucking you know cliff notes version as our finale of like you know cover the basic we'll listen through both of the first ones we'll have our, our three-part series for our debates here for democratic okay. debates and do night one night two and then our summation at the end as mm-hmm. one two and three and the summation we'll try and keep short and just um we'll make a list of the the big the big issues the big topics that we wanted to reiterate as our finale for it and then whenever we have our next set of debates we'll just kind of do the same thing for each set of debates that we do how do you feel about okay that? well where are we going to put our interview because we have an interview lined up then we'll make it a four-part series. Why the fuck not? Jesus Christ. I live next door. We can make as many fucking episodes as you want. Three, four, five, six episodes a week. You guys, we're going to do one every single night. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. 90 years. Maybe. Maybe if we get a lot of supporters. 24 more can seasons. Afford to... Thousand years. We'll do it. Well, I'm eventually we'll have a, a thing where we have a fucking... I'm not doing right now. I'm not doing it. <laughs> we're going to get sued by Justin times. Ryland. No. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so how do you want to, how do you want to wrap this up? Cause I, I need to pee and I want to get up and do stuff. I've been um, sitting still for too long. I'm ADHD. This is, okay. <laughs> I'm unmedicated. Let's, let's wow. fucking this is two and a half. Do shit. Yeah. No, for real. Um, uh, cigarette. We will cut it here and then, uh, we'll, we'll splurge a bullshit outro with the regular shit in case you're not familiar with how we that put the work. effort in with the talking points we're gonna slap the rest together yeah. so you guys can fucking just listen you to know shit. it's you know where to get us i mean it's uh fuck i'll just add the music right here uh on top of what we're already recording hey so, uh our website's mindwave.media uh join us on facebook and our facebook group if you search for uh mindwave that should be one of the first things to come up if you listen to the podcast you will recognize our logo Please, please, please shoot us emails at mindwavepodcast at gmail.com. And if you would like to leave a voicemail to be featured on the show at the end of uh, an episode about something that you care about, give us a call at 602-456-2253. And uh, that goes straight to voicemail. There is a three-minute limit. So uh, if you want to take longer, uh, do multiple ones. We'll splice them together. Or if you call in and you're like, oh, shit, I made you say that. Don't use this one or whatever. Just Take let us know. Just need. tell us, like, hey, go ahead yeah. and scrap this one. I'll call back and try again. Take as many as you as need. As many as you it, we, it There's act, no limit. Yeah. So, we, so can, we can empty our voicemail box of all the all the scrap ones over time. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you, if you fuck up and you want to try it again, hang up, try it again. Yeah. The music um, is going to be fading out here any second if I put it in here, right? Yeah. Um, another thing is uh, because now we have uh, – go ahead and follow us on our YouTube. We have Paul is running our YouTube. He's going to be putting up yeah. our uh, – They can't our follow us on – Not follow. Well, whatever. Mm-hmm. Subscribe or whatever, I guess. It, our, our regular episodes are going up on YouTube, but 
um, our after show shit that Paul's doing. That's going to be not, for the, the people can't Patreon subscribe to that. Yeah. Like you have to get a private invitation. We'll, we'll figure that out soon. So we're, that's we're still the in the works on room. that. That's going to be the, uh, that's going to be the private VIP lounge as our after show is yeah. going to be up on YouTube. And, uh, Paul is actually doing something really cool with it. He's going to be doing, uh, he's going to be doing some, the what? Yeah. I forgot to check in with him tonight. Um, he's going to be doing a thing where, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's uh, putting doing visuals. the videos with visuals and stuff. So yeah, that way it's kind of, sure. uh, Adding a little bit more of a cool effect to it. So I really yeah. like that. And then another thing is uh, my partner, Michael, is now our official Twitter manager. So yes. feel free to follow us and send us a private message or direct message on Twitter uh, at MindWave Podcast, capital M in mind, W in wave, and P in podcast, all one word. I don't think that matters. I think they'll um, still find it. Yeah. But yeah, it, that's how that's a that's a branding thing. So MindWave is two different words. I don't know if you've. It is two words, but our our, our handle is all one word. So <laughs> yeah, know. all of them are I across all the socials. If if it was, I come possible from, to customize you. Michael and I are five Mindwave years podcast. apart. I come from like the very tail end of the MySpace generation and like mostly the Facebook generation. And oh, he's man. he's in the he's in I the come Twitter from the Oregon. <laughs> He's in the Twitter, <laughs> Twitter and Tumblr uh, generation, so it's. I a, come from the Oregon Trail generation and the uh, what's that one with the pipes? God, there was you one old fuck. It was like a uh, pipe. Oregon Trail. It, like snake, not snake. It was like this. You had to organize. Snake. You had to like set up the pipe pieces real quick to get the thing to drain. I forget what fucking game that was. I, there's like old, there's, yeah, there's I'm phone old versions of that school. now. There's like little freebie Android yeah. uh, I'm games. I'm an old that school now. computer nerd. When I think about MySpace, I was like, wow, I'm 16 and I'm... <laughs> I'm going to wrap this shit up. Jesus. I have to pee. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, our uh, t- Michael's going to be our new Twitter manager. So go ahead and make sure to follow us on there. Um, drop us messages. Leave us our voicemails. Email us. Uh, call us. Whatever you guys want to do. <laughs> we fucking... Hell, eventually we might even get a P.O. box so you can send us a letter in the snail mail. We'll have a, a fucking blues cluesy. Uh, we just got a letter. I wonder who it's from. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. Uh, I hope to fuck we're not breaking copyright by saying that, but whatever. Fingers crossed. That's not the mail time song, I don't think. I think it is. I mean, you gotta. <laughs> I grew up watching this show, okay? Like, that was, that was blues cluesy was my shit. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> say goodnight <laughs> say goodnight Joshua alright so uh, I hope you guys enjoyed our episode today uh, I know it was a little drawn out but uh, we had a lot of fun making it for you yeah. um, So we love from, you guys we love you guys uh, from me and Jenner you guys have a good night and we will see you tomorrow for night two of the democratic debates whoosh whoosh Mindwave is produced by Studio Stargazer. Copyright 2019.